Ladies and gentlemen, you are about to listen to the incomparable Win Twice Wrestling Podcast with your hosts, Scott and Holly. So sit back, relax, and prepare to be entertained. Hello everybody and welcome to episode number 11 of the Win Twice Wrestling Podcast alongside your co-host Scott and Holly. Hello. How you doing Holly? You good? I'm good, Had a wonderful you. day? It's been a treat. Good weekend, Royal Rumble weekend of Lovely course. Lovely weekend, it was good. We yeah. went back to our old school ways didn't we? We did, we haven't done that for a while actually. No, I loved it. What was the last one we saw? It was before you went to the States wasn't it? Yeah. I can't even tell you what remember. it was. Did we watch SummerSlam together? I don't think we did. No. Wow, so it's going back about yeah. seven months maybe? Yeah. Okay. And I didn't lose too many points, I was very No, happy. it was a draw. So yeah. we did our prediction game and uh, Holly was actually winning throughout. I was. I managed to claw it back at the time. the men end. that screwed me over, story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Chance would be a fine thing, I was going to say. But yeah, so for this episode, it was back to my turn and I went yes. back to my old VHS archive. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, didn't actually watch the VHS version because I don't have a VHS player these days because it's a dead technology. <laughs> but we went for WWF Armageddon 2000. We did. Did you know anything of this show? Any of the matches, mm-hmm. having watched it back? I don't know. It all feels, to me, it just is filled with nostalgia. But there's yeah. nothing that I remembered. But this probably would have been a... A videotape over the fence job. Nice. At that age. Nice. Because I definitely would have been watching it. Mm. But I just, my memory, I barely remember my own name sometimes, let alone something that happened 20 odd years ago. These are facts. Yeah, that was the worrying <laughs> stat. Actually, on the way back from work, I was talking to the missus and she said, oh, what, what year is the show that you're, you're covering today? And I said 2000. She went, oh, that's not that far ago. And she went, actually, it mm. is over 20 years. Yeah. Because to me, when I think 20 years ago, we I think old. the 80s. I know. And it isn't. I know. That's just not how it works. That's not how time works. But yeah, so Armageddon 2000 was on the 10th of December 2000. Venue was the Birmingham Jefferson Civic Centre, and the attendance on the night was 14,920, and a very solid buy rate of 465,000. Nice. But we're still very much in the Attitude Era, and everyone is still riding high on the wave of Austin, Stone Cold and everything of that nature right. and that era because I think from you probably get maybe one more year out of the Attitude Era and I think 2001 going onwards or late mm-hmm. 2001-2002 is the what would turn out to be the Ruthless Aggression oh, era yeah. mm-hmm. that was started by Mr Chainer <laughs> but yeah so straight away this show starts with full on nostalgia for me yes. we get the traditional the delicious techno Attitude Era opening mm-hmm. and I'm immediately taken back to my happy place I said it reminds me of watching this sat cross-legged on the living room floor. Oh, Just happy times. Probably have my Hasbro figures out at the yeah. time. Still having Royal Rumbles because every show needs a Royal Rumble oh, if you're a course. kid booking your territory. <laughs> uh, and then we get the End Is Here song. And this is a song that relives in my mind to this day. Mm. And occasionally, you've heard me in the office, occasionally I'll just randomly do a line of a song, not too loud, yeah. obnoxiously loud. This one actually features more heavily than oh. a lot of others. And I don't know why, it's just very, it works very well. Yeah, see, I remembered when I heard the song, that brought back memories. But I was like, I must have heard this also somewhere else, surely. For sure. I think that song specifically has been used on a lot Multiple. of, not morbid, but a lot of video packages where they're trying to make important how dangerous oh, and okay. dark whatever the situation mm-hmm. is. And it works really well. I mean, they do show like video footage of atom bombs being tested yeah that's a bit much in between flashes of women writhing around in the dark 
Yes. Which was interesting. Mix. Yeah, I, I, I think I overlooked that, but you're yeah. 100% right. It's like, oh, here's a bomb, here's some skeletons. Oh, here's a woman in a string bikini. Yeah. Oh, here's so a bomb. All those like, things are aligned. It's <laughs> like crazy. And a theme throughout the night, with it being the Hell in Cell main event, mm. a lot of footage is interlaced throughout where they show yes. previous Hell in the Cell yeah. events and some of the matches in there. Don't they just? I was kind of hoping they didn't, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Only because when we cover those shows, it'd be nice to see your yeah. organic I reaction. I mean, let's be real. I'm not going to remember. Again, I didn't <laughs> want to say that. I wanted to give you more credit. But yeah, you're probably no, right. I won't. We get big fireworks as country jams hit the airwaves and Holly's in a very happy place yeah, herself was, with this. Really was, was that a take on Sweet Home Alabama that they just didn't get the proper version for? Maybe. Because it sounded it like they did. Din, 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 din. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. And we go to <laughs> JR and the King. Yeah. So JR is firing on all cylinders on this one. He just makes me instantly nostalgic, happy, chilled when he's, Cause you care. he's there. Yeah. He makes me care about yeah. it. And I know you're a fan of michael cole yeah and i'm not saying you can't be yeah but he doesn't get me excited about things no he's he i feel like he has actually weirdly improved over the last 10 years mm-hmm. i would say because at one point i couldn't stand him like to the point where i would mute yeah commentary because it was that it detracted away from it so much but it's just and my it maybe i'm being unfair on him because i you can't compete you with nostalgia like, i was gonna say do you not do you think it's like a growing up thing so like because you were younger when jr was prominent that now it's like no one else is going to compare it's like say uh your favorite footballers mm. like to me modern day footballers don't compare to oh yeah you're not the classic united exactly i would say yes mm-hmm. but i've heard jr on AEW and it's not the same okay so i was going to agree with your point there yeah. but now that J- i feel like the product's just too fast paced for jr to keep up with okay and I don't think that's a knock on him. I just think it's a yeah. different. It was a different, different age. Time. Yeah. So I want to say no, mm-hmm. because there are certain other people on commentary. I'm trying to think of anyone on commentary who does get me a little bit excited, and I, for different reasons. When they're commentating. Yeah, not about, like Nigel oh, okay. McGuinness and you. Oh, I'm God, thinking. Or Corey Graves. <laughs> Corey Graves, do you know what? It's actually really very like good. I'd give yeah. me Corey Graves over Michael Cole. Yeah. And I really like Mauro Ronaldo, who there's rumour to be bringing back. So you saw. Mm-hmm. Recently, they fired the yes. Kevin. I can't remember his name. Yeah. I think it's Kevin actually now. But the I, know, Irish, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, the I can Irish see his face. I'll be honest. I'm sure he's a lovely bloke. I didn't actually think he was that good. Okay. So give him backstage interviews, which yeah. is what he was doing originally. But when they put him on the main desk, I was like, "What was their thinking here?" Do you know who I do like? Go for bad it. news. Not bad. I, I actually quite like his. He's got a nice voice, and yeah. for me, that's that is key. Is if they've got a nice tone of voice. I'll probably tune in properly and listen. It carries a bit more bass than Nigel McGuinness because they're going to be the direct comparison, aren't they? Both being former wrestlers, both being English. Mm -hmm. How do they sound? Nigel McGuinness is a bit more reserved. Even when he's getting excited about stuff, he doesn't really let on. Yeah. But uh, I don't mind either of them, to be fair. But Corey Graves, I must admit, is a cut above everyone else Mm -hmm. on WWE commentary for me. I we also gave him a compliment. Sorry, I'm just shocked about Corey that. Graves. Wow. Oh no, I like him. Wow. I just I feel like <laughs> he's. Not, I don't think he's as handsome as you think he is. But that's each to their yeah, own. That's just play. different taste. I don't think he's an ugly man oh, or anything. No. But I, I wouldn't put him in the same higher echelon that that you've Ooh, tiered him okay. at. So yeah, Jr's firing on all cylinders, and I'm ready for this show. God damn, he was good. Yeah. Like Jr was a fan and knew how to change his voice to signify the importance of it he didn't get overly excited over anything but when he got excited it was something that the fans watching would get excited about and that is the 
atypical perfect blueprint for a, mm-hmm. a commentator for me and yeah, yeah it was just really nice seeing that because I don't feel like even on he was pretty good in Survivor Series 2001 mm-hmm. but I thought he was more on point here personally okay. we see uh, Mick Foley saying that he'll step down as commissioner if a main event participant is injured okay All right. probably don't book it then mate yeah. to be honest don't bark on about it for the next two hours, 42 minutes. There was a lot of repetition oh, on God, this. wasn't there? And we see a limo pull up and Pat Patterson opens the door for an injured Vince as Briscoe whinges about the, the cell match. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And we see Vince McMahon quite a lot in this mm-hmm. show, don't we? Mm-hmm. And there's been some recent news that's mm-hmm. broken yeah. about Vince McMahon. Yeah. What was your initial thought when you saw the allegations that have been levied against him? <sighs> I'll be honest, I haven't like deep dived into it, I haven't fallen down that rabbit hole. Nothing surprises me, let's be clear. But I just I just I can't get into it. I can't I just it's no benefit to my life to read this because you no. you'll lose me for about six hours reading ten different versions of a story <laughs> That's true. that we'll never know the hundred percent truth on. For me, with Vince McMahon, so that I'm gonna be quite honest about my opinion on this and it could be taken which is your opinion so which fine is my opinion absolutely and i don't think anything i say here will be unfair but having seen vince mcmahon there's no getting away from the fact he's a megalomaniac he's got a massive ego on him and i'm not saying he shouldn't have an ego because of what he's achieved in well, terms of business yeah i was gonna say most business owners that own a massive corporate he's a billionaire. company you have to be he's a billionaire he got a good start obviously with his dad yeah. however all the success of the wwf squarely on his shoulders and the people that he surrounded himself with that aside i think you have to be a certain type of individual to be involved in the professional wrestling world in general mm-hmm. as a person i think there's got to be some sort of and this is going to sound very harsh and i don't mean it as as savage as it sounds but i think there has to be some sort of defect in a personality of someone to want to be in professional wrestling because it's so niche when you think about it there are a lot of dangers in there and not as much reward as let's say acting could afford you or other types of sports so for example if you're top field in nfl nba only a handful of wrestlers at the best of times are going to be earning those same levels and when you think of the risks outweighing the positives oh, i see what there, you're saying right i think there's a hunt for the thrill of like excitement. your injury level is far higher than if you're doing anything else and, and the, the chance reward of success is much smaller because we cover mainly the wwe but let's think about all the smaller yeah. independents and yeah. the amount of money they're making i hope it's good because they yeah. really, are, really are doing the service and putting their bodies at risk but I think, in general, you have to have some sort of personality flaw to get in wrestling. Maybe that's the same for the fans, to be fair. So I'm probably throwing myself... I don't know. I, just, I, I personally wouldn't call it a flaw. i just say it's different. I would say there's something that conforms outside of normality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is what I'm saying yeah. is a flaw. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not like meaning that... Extre- to... Like an extremist sort of... Yeah, and I'm not using that as yeah, derogatory yeah. as it sounds. However, if you extrapolate that one step further, I think the people that are in the business of that side like a Vince McMahon and Vince McMahon is the atypical, like the admin side rather than the performance the side. ownership okay. side of it I think there's such an ego specifically with Vince McMahon mm-hmm. and again you can say yeah when he's on TV he's portraying a character but I think a lot of the time in wrestling the ones that land really well are the individuals personality turned up to 11 the dolls turned up to 11 the ones that always hit well mm-hmm. are them just exaggerated slightly yeah, yeah. Vince McMahon love him or hate him as a performer on television mm. one of the best of all time he got everyone to resoundly hate him yes. and for not having a background in that kind of stuff very very impressive yeah. 
throw into the equation him being a billionaire and then you start to dissect the storylines that he's put himself in in the past oh yeah I, where yeah. he wanted so one of the questionable again i don't i can't confirm this for facts but i've seen stories that he wanted to put forward a suggestion where a storyline of he got stephanie pregnant a suggestion oh, yeah, we talked about that before, didn't yeah we? suggestion yeah. that he put forward that's not a normal person thing to do no, that's odd. even if it's for ratings which i don't see how that gets you it no why would you want to do that? But then you look at how he's linked himself with all the divas over mm-hmm. the year. The stories with Trish, the stories with mm-hmm. Stacey Keebler, when he's surrounded by Candice Michelle and he's coming out with all these comments. The car wash scene that we saw yeah, yeah. in SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. And these allegations came out by Janelle Grant, okay. so a former uh, member of staff at WWE. She was uh, one of the people that I understand. There are four women that Vince McMoney... Uh, paid hush money to so that stories wouldn't come out accidentally just called him vince mcmoney that's brilliant i I didn't mean to if i did vince mcmoney that's a good that's a good freudian slip but so he paid four women um hush money so Mm. that these stories wouldn't come out and they wouldn't go to court as i understand it he only paid the first installment and then stopped paying it so janelle grant rightly again we're going to assume that the story is as valid as as what it's read as i mean Mm. that we're not a court of law deciding a man's fate but (laughs) She has obviously then released the alleged texts right. that were sent, and the stuff in there is incredibly sordid. Yeah, I'll be honest, I did read a couple, and I was like, oh, I cannot, I just, this is why I can't get into it, because oh, you'll lose me for like a week. But when I read it, I go, that doesn't surprise me from Vince McMahon. Right. If you told me John Cena was doing that, I'd oh, be like, absolutely not. I'm surprised. Yeah. But that's not to say he doesn't have a weird, quirky, fetish no. thing himself. Most people do, but not to that extreme. I think the, the difference here mm-hmm. is the fact that, obviously, like I said, Vince is a multi-billionaire, mm-hmm. there's an ego there, mm-hmm. and I feel like he feels like a lot of people do when they've got a lot of money. And it's this the is position an, of power It's the well. position of power and feeling you're untouchable. You yeah. can do what you want and it's your right. Now, the issue that I've got here is the stuff that I've read is where does the legality come into it? Right. Is it creepy, the stuff that I saw? Absolutely. Yeah. Is it against the law? Only if it's being done, obviously, against the person's will, of unsolicited. Of but if you read some of the text messages, she doesn't look like she's swatting it away, necessarily. Right. I think the legal, real legal matter is, was it used to hold her back in her job? Mm. Was her job threatened as a result of this? Right, if you that, don't do this, you'll get fired. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. when it becomes a legal matter. Is it creepy? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Is it surprising? To me, not at all. No. But I guess that's where we'll find out down the line. Yeah, and obviously he's stepped down now. He's away from yeah, the game. Yeah, everything he's moved from. And that's allegedly why Stephanie McMahon stepped away two years oh. ago because they needed to conduct a thorough investigation and she's like, I don't, I can't like, be involved. I want no part of this. Basically. Okay. And I think Triple H, fortunately for him, is mm-hmm. far enough removed that he's not got McMahon at the end of his name, yeah. that he's probably in a safe-ish yeah. bubble. But that that's my personal take on okay. the story. I don't think anything I've said there is unfair. No, and I guess we'll just see what happens. We'll see what we? comes really? of it. But um, uh, that was the topic du jour yeah. of, of the week with Vince McMahon. It was. McMahon. And then also trying to work out who replaced uh, good old Brock in the, the Rumble, wasn't it? Was yeah, so there's theories on that. And who? We're digressing a little bit, but oh, yeah, as we sorry. touched upon it. No, that's fine. So the rumours have it that it's either Bron Breaker, yeah. it's Pat McAfee. Yeah, I read that this morning as well. And I mean, that would make sense because that was fucking stupid. Or it's Damien Priest. But having said that, Pat yeah. McAfee was a stupid waste of an entry. Yeah, I'm so annoyed about that. Again, like him or hate him, I don't care. That's pointless. Yeah. It was it was Drew Carey vibes from 2001 Royal Rumble, if you've ever no, seen that. No, not seen that. Okay, we'll get to that obviously okay. one day. Um, and I imagine if because it was Bron Breaker and Amas that were standing there 
yeah. ready to go toe to toe. Which take would Bron- make sense if that was Brock. And obviously, Bron is a perfect. To be fair, he's he is the perfect. Much he annoys me. He is the perfect replacement because he did. He's not as. Oh come Jacked. on, words. Yeah, he's not as massive. He's not as physically Bron- imposing. But he's got the ability to do effectively what he what he needed to do if he was the replacement. This is a weird comparison, but to me, Bron Breaker is the male equivalent of. Her name's eluding me. Bianca Belair. Okay. Because they've both got potential. You can see oh, the potential there. Oh, we've watched a couple there. of matches as well where it's sketchy. Both of him. them, mm, both of them have nervous. matches where they don't necessarily nail things perfectly. Yeah. Um, so I can see a lot of similarities yeah. on that front. And it would make sense. And also, uh, this was only 24 hours ago, so apologies if I've already forgotten. Wasn't he in the men's rumble one of the only NXT people to be in there? Carmelo Hayes yeah. was in there, but I think it but was just it, those it was two. Very limited, whereas the women's, there was obviously a lot more. I think you have to for the women's because yeah. they don't have the depth on the main roster. But it, that's why it kind of weirdly not stuck out. But I was like, mm, he would make more sense because there's he, not loads of them in there. And at the time the other guy went in, there was other people in there similar to his stature. And mm-hmm. yeah, so that's my Because what I think they try and do... Uh, in an unspoken way is each year have an NXT person come up mm-hmm. and I think this year was supposed to be Carmelo Hayes because Bron Breaker yes. was in there the year before yep. I think he was most likely probably yeah. the Brock Lesnar replacement we've completely cool. uh, segued well, yeah. off track but let's bring it back in So let's. Vince comes out of the limo mm-hmm. Patterson's with him, I love Pat Patterson and then Briscoe's whinging about the cell like an absolute bitch mm-hmm. opening match and we're oh, going to your happy place. So happy. So what is the match? So happy. It's the Hardys mm. and Lita in a mixed tag elimination mm-hmm. match against the... All right, let me see if I can get this right. Um, oh, no. What's his name? Dean yep. Malenko. Yep, perfect. And hmm, I've written down a name here and I re- it's not... The Radicals. Yeah, that's the name of the collective. Yeah, there we go. That'll do. So, yeah, that's... Uh, but Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero, um, Perry Saturn... Thank you. And Dean Malenko. Yes, that's him. So, yeah, they were with Terry Runnels, and it was a six-person oh, yeah. intergender elimination match. This was really hard for me to concentrate until Jeff got eliminated, because this is where... If I could take him from any, like, time frame... This I'm is sure the Jeff, this is a Jeff. Frame. This is the Jeff I want. Fair enough. Just putting it out there. So this is kind of all based... What do you think of the backstory of this one? So Dean oh Malenko... Oh, God, it's so weird again. Dean like, Malenko wants a date with Lita, basically, mm. and beats her in a match and gets a date, as yeah, I understand it, she submits. Because that's what I'd want to do. I'd want to show physical dominance, <laughs> dominance over the person I like. I'd like to beat them in a Let's match. Let's have an arm wrestle, and if yeah. you lose, you've got to come out with me. Brilliant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a weird setup, especially given Dean Malenko is just a no-nonsense technical wrestler. Mm. Up until WWF, he was never really given a personality. That sounds right. quite harsh. No. Fantastic in-ring work, but personality was not his strength. Okay. Promo work, not great. Mm-hmm. Okay, but not great. Um, so seeing him in this environment is quite weird. At the time, I probably wouldn't have thought too much about it because no. I didn't know enough. But now it's really nice. strange looking at it. And I think yeah. I even referenced it on a previous show about Dean Malenko going yes. on a date and Lita being like in her... Yeah skivvies which was this honestly i mean but if i obviously if i can have jeff from that era then that'd be great but also if i could look like anyone if have anyone's body flipping heck 
Hers is the one I want. From this this episode okay. we watched, that's the one I want. Okay. I'll put it on my Christmas list. So the date the date starts. Yeah, we're going to do a play-by-play of the date. So the match starts and then it's an immediate mm-hmm. brawl with Dean pointing an accusatory finger at Lita. Of course. Uh, Matt breaks it up with a back suplex and Dean looks so dumb waiting for it. Because mm-hmm. he's still pointing at Lita yeah. as his arm is grabbed and put over Matt's yeah. shoulder and then leant back. It's moronic. Maybe he's mesmerised. Well, she's... Well, okay. You could be. I've got comments on uh, on this in a oh, minute. okay. Double suplex to Saturn by the Hardys, mm-hmm. followed by a double wheelbarrow suplex variant to Eddie. That's the only way I could think of calling that. I enjoyed that. I liked that. I did, but I don't know what I, to call that. Yeah, I just put the move where they swing him round onto his back. Brilliant. <laughs> it's really nice. <laughs> Jeff Hardy then hits a plancher, wiping out Malenko and just about Guerrero. Mm. On the floor, Guerrero's a little bit late, but yeah. got there in the end. And then JR calls Dean nerdy for wearing socks in bed. I look, yeah, I, I obviously uh, picked that up because that's a pet peeve of mine. People wearing socks So for in any bed. potential lovers of Holly out there... <laughs> please don't wear socks Please don't wear socks. And make sure your nails are cut. <laughs> Miscommunication in the Radicals corner as Eddie is missing. Yeah. Eddie sucks chant by the crowd. Yeah. I, I noted that down because I was like... Again, I think I might have said this before, but it's rare to hear... Him not being cheered. But then oh, no, this was I'm before he... More, it, like, my memory, obviously, is poor, but... More of his career was... was him getting booed than cheered. Really? Like, significantly more, I'll okay. be willing to bet. Uh, then Matt Hardy gets isolated. Eddie hits a weird flying back tackle. I don't know quite what he was going for there. It just looked awful. I said, he seems off his game tonight. And I said, and did you notice the elbow pad? Oh, because is that after the elbow issue? That was after he dislocated out. his elbow yeah. from the frog splash. Yep, correct. Yuck. I just put Eddie looks weird in a singlet. Yeah. Doesn't look right. No, it doesn't. Doesn't look right at all. Uh, Jeff flips the ring yes. off. Yes. Flips the ring? Oh, flips, flips into, into the, the ring. ring. So flips off the ring. Why was he swearing at the ring? He flips off into the ring, yeah. which was actually very well done, I must very say. Very nice. And clotheslines the living shit out of Guerrero. Mm-hmm. I put another awkward moment as like a cue is missed up on a whip and Jeff just kind of stops against the ropes. I think he was expecting a knee in the back yeah. or something. But just again, not quite. They're not firing on all cylinders, unlike Jr. on on this one. <laughs> we get an attempted hurricane runner by Eddie, which sees him land flat on his face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Super hurricane runner because it was from the top, yes. wasn't it? But yeah, I did laugh. Uh, and then the action kind of breaks down a little bit here. Mm. Uh, Lisa gets a twist of fate, and then Jeff Swanton Bomb sends Eddie to the showers. Yes, that was a nice Swanton, I thought. It was good. I thought it was a fairly good twist of fate. Am yeah. I surprised that Eddie was the first one eliminated? Very much so. Oh, okay. Because I think, think Perry. Perry. If I had to. Yeah. Fair but enough. I'm thinking I'm looking at it not... From now, like from yes. later on rather than these eyes. Yeah, I'm doing it with mm-hmm. 2020 vision. So. Yeah. And then we get... I don't quite know. An elaborate whisper in the wind. Oh, an el- oh, right. Okay. So I thought my note here was saying that someone was whispering to someone. Oh, it's no. not. I'm calling the uh, the whisper in the wind, which lands on Saturn. It's probably one of the best ones that yeah. I've seen Jeff Hardy hit. And then a poetry emotion connects on Malenko. Mm-hmm. But the second attempt is caught by Saturn. Yeah. And it's Jeff's turn for an elimination. I knew this was coming. I was livid. But it was livid. a good Death Valley driver. It was. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was. But yeah, Perry Saturn was always good for that. Uh, a beautiful counter by Saturn from a twist of fate to a dragon suplex on Matt. This like was that. when I sat there and I went, "Ugh, I know how this finishes." Really? As in, never mind. I'll get. We'll get there. Okay. 
Uh, Matt eats a face full of Saturn's crotch before reversing into a sidewalk yeah. slam. That was uh, interesting. Yeah, fair enough. Matt showing off a bit of strength. Got to respect that. Yeah. Uh, middle, I put middle rope here. Middle rope leg drop follows. Mm-hmm. And then Malenko breaks up the three, but Hardy quickly connects with the twist of fate and Saturn is gone. So we're down to, if we're keeping score, two on one. TV Matt on. and Lita against Dean. Mm-hmm. But we know what's coming. Do we? Yes. Then Terry. <laughs> Terry Runnels, Miss Gold Jesus. I genuinely thought we were going to see what she'd had for breakfast at this point. Ah, good hell. Honestly. That's an image. So she walks into the ring. She does now walk into the ring. She crawls into the ring, arse out, to the camera. That's you've got to give King something to work with on commentary. <laughs> My God. So Terry crawls into the ring Thank and you. toddles over to Mr. Hardy and gives him the lamest slap in the face I think I've ever seen a human mm-hmm. being give to another. Uh, and then Lisa spears her just as pathetically, I thought. Wasn't yeah, good. No. Wasn't good. King is whooping. Oh, see, I'd blocked him out. Yeah, he's going, whoo, 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 whoo. It was like Zoidberg from Futurama. Impression number one. Okay, are we doing that? I like them. That wasn't a, a, an official impression, I like them. but we'll, we'll count that if you like. Uh, Dean shoves Hardy into Lita and then rolls Matt up, leaving it one on one. Mm hmm. Now I feel like this I know is what's how coming. I knew what was coming, though. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about Lita's uh, physique. As you said, she yeah. was in, in wonderful shape here. Yes. However, her makeup is absolutely fucking atrocious and worth noting. Oh, yeah. Really bad. Like, it was. The, I'd, eyeshadow mm-hmm. was way too bright the lips were off yeah. and then she looked like she had like a not a sty maybe but like it a, was pink it was all very pink and red and it didn't work no but I, I, I think that's just but, a makeup at that time issue yeah maybe did she have like an eye issue because it looked like one of them was kind of swollen oh, and shut know. a little bit maybe um, yeah, she might be suffering from something who and knows? like I said she will always look way better than me so who am I to, to comment on Tilt World Head Scissors by Lita mm. and a step up victory roll gets two yeah very nice up top, Lita connects with a moonsault, but only gets two again. Yeah. Unbelievable superplex by Mr. Malenko mm-hmm. on Lita, which I loved. Yeah. Because he had whip in it. Lita looked like she was going to die. It literally did. And also, it looked like her feet absolutely polished to the floor before any other part of her body. Yep. And I remember... So I remember this match, and I thought this was the end of it. Mm-hmm. But we get the one, two, Dean pulls her head off the canvas. Yes. We're not finishing it like no. that. No. Quite enjoyable. That's quite very clever. Good heel work. Yeah. Very good heel work. And it's something you used to see more often, but not, not these days. Um, then he goes straight into the Texas Cloverleaf, which is his finishing manoeuvre. He oh, kind of deadlifts her. Is. Okay. So, yeah. Lita taps out from the Cloverleaf. Yeah. My question to you, Holly, oh, is why the fuck does Michael Cole feel the need to come in and interview Oh, my God. Lita? Stop. Yeah. So, obviously, after that, Hardy's come back down, don't they? Because he refuses to whatever... Let her go. I don't know what's going on. Or ragdolls her, whatever. Mm-hmm. He throws her they, out the ring, I think. Yes, yeah, so they yeah. come back, hold her up. And then why is he... get uh, Honestly, and also why has no one t- told him, fuck off, get out of the way? Yeah. It's and annoying. All he says is, I know I can beat him. I know I can I beat him. Who cares? I, say, I know you can. I know you can. <laughs> it's just weird. For those counting, that's impression number two. <laughs> so, backstage. Oh, yeah. Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. Warming up. I mean, I'm sorry, what's he doing? Hindu squats. Is that what that is? Well, that is Hindu squats. Wearing the WWF title. Different. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. Lillian Garcia on backstage in- stage interview duty. Yes. That's a different look, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Asks him about the main event, and mm-hmm. Kurt asks her how many Bulgarians she knows. 
I said, I'm pretty sure, could be wrong, but I think that's page four of the Tom Blake chat-up book. Oh my God, yeah, it is. It is. How many Bulgarians do you know? How many shepherds have you met? Exactly. Can you taste Wi-Fi? Yeah. Um, Kurt isn't worried about an eyebrow, a nose, a bad ass, or a fat ass, or a redneck. I enjoyed that. Honestly, though, this felt like the longest backstage segment of life. But then we got more, so I was like, oh no, it wasn't. This is the general length of every single segment. This wasn't even nearly the biggest offender of this. At the time, it felt like it was. I think this was a good promo by Kurt. Yeah. Effectively, he's saying that he doesn't... He's worried about it to a point of, well, I've also had to deal with beating Bulgarians, Mm -hmm. Turks... Etc. Yeah. Etc. Et at the Olympics with a broken freaking neck. Mm-hmm. I know he specifically said that, but that's probably the only time he hasn't said yeah. that when he mentions his gold yeah, medal. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Lillian continues to upset him, and he just asks her to leave him alone, and then yeah. goes back to some Hindu squats. Next match. Yeah. William Regal. Yeah. Against Hardcore Holly for the European title. I thought this might annoy you. Why? Because Regal comes out first. I forgot. And he has, I know he has to because he chats on the odd mic, but he came out first and I went, oh dear, Scott won't be impressed. This might be the exception because I didn't even note it. Ooh. And I think it's probably because he came out and started talking. Because he that... starts insinuating that the people in Alabama fuck animals. Yeah, he might be right. I don't know. I'm not familiar <laughs> with the Alabama natives. I but mean... then that's when um, Holly comes out, isn't it? And I didn't know you came out. When did you come out? Hardcore. Oh, hardcore. Well, I'm only that on a, on a Saturday night. <laughs> and I think it's just because I enjoyed clearly seeing Regal come out and say, Hello, how are you doing? Yeah. You okay? Mm-hmm. Brilliant. So, yeah, Regal comes out saying hello and how are you? Uh, teaching the Alabama crowd etiquette, including not fucking livestock. Honestly. And how to use a, a handkerchief. Hardcore Holly interrupts and goes straight for Regal as the bell sounds. Fair play. So we see Regal take a very early powder and pulls Hardcore to the floor. Holly is then sent face first into the ring post. Mm-hmm. Back in the ring and Hardcore hits a back suplex to halt the champ's momentum. It was at this moment I noticed that I'm not writing Holly because I didn't want to confuse you. Oh, that's kind of you. I thought so. Thank you. Up top and Hardcore takes flight but lands on the foot of Regal. Never looked like he was going to throw anything of value to Mm-mm. be fair. He, threw, he jumped off and was standing up the whole time. But it's not something you see often these days. But he actually landed... He took the blow of it very well because he didn't do the still standing, oh, and then oh, wobble yeah. around. He just kind of hit and then mm-hmm. ricocheted down to the floor. And I realised ricochet isn't in this match. <laughs> we go back up top and a lovely superplex from Regal before yes. he applies the bow and arrow. I really like that. Mm? Not just for the name. I like it. Brilliant. It's a good move for me. It, it looks good. Yeah. Holly counters on... There you go. I've let myself hey. down. Holly counters a double underarm suplex, displaying power, because it's like delayed how he lifted... Yeah, was that on the, the back bit? Yeah, Yeah, that was. was really nice. And then a wonderful drop kick by Hardcore Holly shortly after, mm-hmm. always known for throwing a very good drop kick. Okay. They used to say, always the best drop kick in the business. Well, everyone has to have something, because he ain't got anything else, except for a sketchy... Cool. It's just his, his attitude is He's very... He's an angry man, right? He is an angry man. I did read some stories on how angry he was he chooses violence quite a lot yeah. is the the reality of it if i could get away with it i probably would well yeah i mean <laughs> that's where the similarity and I'm not even saying some of it isn't unjustified <laughs> oh yeah even. it's just it seems like he's got he wakes up and chooses anger I every see. time holly then connects with a top rope leg drop but only gets two and then regal looks for the regal stretch mm-hmm. which is that weird version of an stf slash gargano yes. stretch it's halfway between the two 
as uh, the referee attends to Regal, Raven appears. Yeah, why? And DDT's hardcore. Uh, Regal makes the cover and retains. Do we know? Do we know why? I think it stems from the fact that Raven was primarily in the hardcore division. Yeah. Hardcore Holly. Oh, was okay. Hardcore. So I think it was just a little take, something something. This match was set up, I believe, because it was in Alabama, which mm-hmm. is Hardcore Holly's home state, and they wanted to move him away from the European title after that and put him back in like in the hardcore scene. Which would make sense if he then has a feud with someone else. I'm At sh- least I knew, remembered who Raven was, and I didn't thin... get him considered to be the other guy. You what, Thin Balls, Balls Mahoney. Mahoney? Brilliant. Still one of my favourite <laughs> clips, that. Thank you. And we go backstage once more. Oh, yeah. Big quiche. Getting interviewed by Kevin Kelly. I always had to put sunglasses on. That shirt was so bright. It's uh, exciting, isn't it? Mm. It's a very exciting shirt. So Daddy Uso is asked about if he is worried how uh, now that Angle's broken the, the alliance on SmackDown. Yes. So we see footage yeah. of Triple H, Angle and Rikishi all standing yeah. tall in the ring. And Angle goes, no, fuck this. I'm just going to smack you yeah. with a chair. I don't think he did anything with Triple H. Did he hit him with a chair? I don't recall seeing it he on that clip. He definitely hit him. Because but... I remember Triple H was holding a chair, I think. Mm. But either way, so the pact between the heels that are in the main event yes. um, seems to be on the rocks, shall oh, we say. Damn. Rikishi informs that he will sacrifice all five opponents if it needs to, to get to the WWF title. He won't sacrifice lunch, but he will sacrifice the people <laughs> in order to win this match. <laughs> we go to another match now. Yes, we do. Another intergender match. I know, right? Two out of three. Mm, ain't bad. China versus Val Venus with Ivory. So my first point... Okay. And it's a question directed to Ooh, you. Oh, lovely. How upset were you after you heard it was going to be Val Venus when he came out Oh my out God, this right is the first censor? point. <laughs> my first point was, if it's Val Venus, is he coming out in his towel going, hello, ladies? <laughs> and then... Honestly, that entrance music is the worst. I'd mute it every time I heard it. Because it just sounds like Fire alarm. alarm. And I'm just That's turn- the point. No, just turn it off. Like, so I did mute the telly when they come out. Cause they I come out know. a few times. Yeah, I know. But I don't want to hear that noise. China's pyro gun is great. And the ninth wonder of the world actually has a presence, yeah. I think. She looks yeah. legitimately good. There's a star yeah. aura there. Yep. Yeah. What she does in the ring... It's not bad by mm. any stretch of the imagination, but it's also not top tier. Mm. Like for the time, she could have good matches. Yes. For, this sounds derogatory and patronising. Mm. For women, she has a good match by the standard well, of the Compared to era. all the other women ma- matches that the women were allowed to have, and I think that comes down to a better. lot of it because I think like Ivory was actually mm-hmm. a, a good good performer. Molly Holly is a good yeah. performer. Um, there are quite a few. It's just you know given who they were intimate yes. with. Because let's be fair, I've made no bones about this I was a big Trish fan back then of course she wasn't at the level where she could no. wrestle at a high standard so I get that I do get that mm-hmm. um, and China was good enough where her matches with the men I mean we're going to go into a bit more of the detail of it in a second but this match I thought was perfectly serviceable and believable to be honest to be fair when it started I was like oh god what is this going to be like and then I was like oh I actually didn't hate it so yeah I said, Holly is guaranteed devastated that the big Valboski is in right to censor gear. Yeah, I was, I'll be honest. But why are they allowed to... This is a point for the whole of this show. Right to censor. So they're in suit, they're suited and booted. Why are they allowed their big old biceps out then? Because they're right. going to choke the blood supply to their pythons. <laughs> and it's, it's important uh, for to me, put circulation. It, either put it all away or get it all out. Not all. Right, you know okay. what I mean. You know what I mean. Not fully, but I'll Either take Either wear it. normal wrestling gear or 
Like, it's just weird to Well, me. they're in Alabama. That might be a suit in Alabama. Stop. I don't know that. I, I would like anyone who's from Alabama, if you can confirm if this is a normal look. But in all honesty, it was just a shit gimmick. Yeah. Um, and I believe that Vince or the WWF decided on this gimmick as a protest against the people out there that were saying, oh, Attitude Era is too much, it's too aggressive, right. it's too influential on children. So they were going, oh, okay, well, here well you go, here's... here's your representative. Yeah, okay. So a bit of a tongue out, thumb on the nose mm-hmm. job. And this is the third match in a row, I don't know if you noticed this, to kick off before the bell sounds. Oh, yeah, true. All three matches, they started brawling and then the bell goes. Very true. China meets Val on the entryway. She's not fucking around. She oh, doesn't even let him get in no. the ring. Good for her. Ivory sent back first into the ring apron and Venus goes back first into the stairs. Yeah. Back in the ring and China is lighting Val up with right hands and stomps a mud hole in the corner. Absolutely. A stone cold. King says he would like to weigh China as the ninth wonder plants Val with a DDT. Why? What? Weigh her? Yeah, he said he would like to weigh her. Hmm. And then I think JR says, you mean on your lap, don't you? And he goes... Oh, JR, how could you suggest such a thing, basically? Oh, right, I see. But, but, I did not hear that. Yeah. Clearly, I'd zoned them out. Weird how we didn't say that about China about two years before. Weird how he only now wants to weigh her. I wonder what changed in that time. <laughs> Fucking king. Right. <laughs> oh, God. Val turns the tide with a pair of knees and a side mm-hmm. Russian leg sweep. Yes. Ivory lays in the boots to China on the floor before Val has, uh, hits a double-arm suplex back inside. China fights back, but an eye rake and body slam stop that. Crowd was a little mellow at this point as well. It's a match that you would argue as being beer run? a beer run toilet break match. Yeah, I don't think it's the biggest offender of that on no, the card. No. You get one later on, which is mm. Kieran Dyer. So China fights back, but like I said, an eye rake and body slam stop that. Back in control, China hits a neck breaker and explodes with a clothesline, which was actually brilliant. Yeah. Looked like she yeah. was about to decapitate him. But then hits a not great back body drop. Mm-hmm. I, I understand that she's a strong woman. Yeah. But you need to be able to power them up so they get a bit of a height. Like how AJ Styles sells a back body drop. Yes. Like he's been off a trampoline. Yeah. Um, but she gets him up, um, so to speak. Val misses them with a money shot. My question is, if we're now going away from the ex-porn star gimmick, why are you still calling the finishing move a money shot? That is a very good point. I assume you knew that's why it was called the money shot. His splash. No. Yep. Oh, okay, learn something new every day. You're so naive to the world I'm of... I'm an innocent, exactly. innocent girl. Yeah, back to the nunnery with you. Eh? <laughs> yeah, I know. China hits the ropes, but is tripped by Ivory. Of course she is. China then chases Ivory outside the ring, but when she returns, she's hit with a perfect plex and loses. So. Do people not watch... These people not watch wrestling? No, they can't. They're because too busy partaking. We know what happens. The minute you get out and chase someone else around the ring, you get in and boom, it's, it's finished. It's almost like it's scripted. I know, right? Can't know. believe this. Predetermined. Predetermined. Thank you. With um, a script. Also, yeah. the move, so the fish, fisherman suplex that finishes this match. That's good. Well, good for you because I called it a perfect plex. Oh, thank you. Um, I hope that's what it's called. It is. Um, her shoulders aren't even on the floor. No, I thought At the end well. of it. And I was like, I don't care, but also, if we're being logical... True, I mean, but the move itself was actually very nice. I mean, it is actually nice, I yeah. enjoyed it. I was a big fan of when Mr. Perfect did it, which is why I oh, call it the perfect okay. plex. But it is a fisherman yeah. suplex with a, with a pin. Nice. Uh, as they celebrate, 
China pulls Ivory into the ring and goes to hit a powerbomb. Mm-hmm. Well, I assume she goes to hit a powerbomb because we don't see it. Val breaks it up and drops China with a blue thunderbomb. That's, that's a nice move. Mm, I, I like, like that. It. That's a Sami Zayn special mm-hmm. these days. But yeah. Well done. I like it. We now go backstage again. Honestly. We see uh, Stephanie and Vince McMahon. Oh, God, this was dire. So, Steph, pre-enhancement and when her voice was on the female register. Stop. And she tells her daddy that she's scared. Mm-hmm. The billion-dollar princess is scared about the hell in the cell because her husband... I don't. Were they married at this time? I think I, they... I don't know. I didn't actually Google that. I think you know? they actually got married after their on-screen wedding because at the time, mm-hmm. the uh, Stephanie McMahon was... I think she was actually dating Test. Really? I believe so. God, good for her. Those two started to Oof. fall apart from each other and Triple H swooped Ooh. in. And this was used as a storyline. It was used as a storyline where basically Triple H had an unconscious Stephanie. I think she was either drunk or had been drugged. Mm-hmm. Um, and took her through a drive through wedding chapel. Oh, that I do remember. And they got married. Yes, and I, I think that might be actually before they got married in real oh, life. Oh, I see. But they used, again, a real-world situation. Tess must have felt quite awkward about yeah. all this. And as would China, to be honest. Yes. But they obviously, they'd separated for a while. I don't know if there's any crossover. I don't care enough to speculate, to be <laughs> honest. But, yeah. So oh, that's, that's interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. So, and this was still fresh, because this is in 2000. Oh. I think it was in 2000 that this happened. Okay. My, oh... It might be 99 now, said that. It's one of the two. Either way. Vince says that this is enough because he thought it was going to be about the divorce, Mm -hmm. him and Linda. So he announced on TV that Linda wasn't good enough for him Mm. and he wants a divorce. Yeah. Yeah, we know what you want, mate. You've told us what you want. Uh, He says he's going to stop the main event. This is enough. Mm. Especially if his daughter's getting upset. Mm Mm-hmm. He gives his reasons later on as well why he wants to stop the contest. Every freaking time. And then we go to uh, another backstage segment where we get the American Deadass being interviewed uh, pre-show. <laughs> Is that not... No? Did I get that wrong? Let me look at my notes oh. there. No, it definitely says, yeah, no, American Deadass interviewed pre-show. Okay. And now this one goes on for... Uh, About a year? A week and a half? Honestly. Just... This needed a fucking intermission. I feel like I could have had a nap with all of these. I feel like I could have had a kid, raised them, got yeah. them to 18, left the house, as we did with you last week, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> We didn't, we didn't raise a child to 18. We didn't raise a child. Um, Undertaker says that the cell brings out a side of him that even he's scared of. I'll just leave the match then. Yeah. Just, you don't just have say to. no thanks. Just say no, I'm good. Describes when he rammed Shawn Michaels' head. Oh, this was it. Okay, so he goes, I took his little head and grabbed Shawn Michaels' head and rammed it into the cage, man. I was like, what are you doing? It's like a Vietnam it veteran. You odd. weren't there, man. Yeah, it was like a really odd monologue was weird you're six foot ten act right oh like what is this <laughs> yeah it's just it's every time i see the character i'm reminded how much i disliked it mm-hmm. and i think if i'm giving undertaker credit because i will give him credit in other shows oh for sure um he was the undertaker was the first wrestler to genuinely terrify the living shit out of yes. me him coming in not talking being impervious yeah. to pain rolling his eyes into his head. I fully believe this man was subhuman Mm -hmm. or supernatural. Mm -hmm. So that stuff, great. Even going on where he started to talk and stuff, fine. As soon as he went to this, I was like, you are. But it just reminds me how bad it was. I think Mm -hmm. it's because I knew how good it was before. Okay. And I think, to be fair, it was a him choice. I think he wanted to step away from the Undertaker gimmick. I don't think it was necessarily forced upon him. Right. 
Anyway, I digress slightly on my thoughts. Do you thoughts know he was 35? Fuck me sideways. I, I had to Google it and I had to get my calc... I mean, we were, I work in maths. Did his face You work that? in maths. But I was like, I must be wrong here. But I Googled it like three times, got my calculator out and everything. And I was like, wow, 30 fucking five. That's how old I am. But you weren't there, man. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, he's Benjamin Button in the wrong way around. He's doing a Hulk Hogan. His face just looks ill-fitting for a 35 Effectively does, man. though, look a little bit younger now. To me, absolutely not. Then. Absolutely not. A little bit. He looks like a geriatric these days. Bless him. He's he's <laughs> shot. Um, we the one thing I did like actually from mm-hmm. this was the mixed footage that they put in of the previous Hell in the Cells in black and white. I think it set a nice ominous yeah. tone. The, the whole section was too yeah, long. It was so long. But is uh, it not black and white because there's blood? Or was that not that era? No, that wasn't the okay. era. They were fine with it then. Oh, fair and enough. because we see in the main event later, yeah. they don't no. go the knees okay, cover it. Cool. I think on TV, they have to do their best to cover it for that. But I think pay-per-views are slightly different entities. Right. It's not on TV. So and I suppose have... back in 2000, they wouldn't have cared anyway. No, they, they? that was wasn't absolutely that fine. Well, I've got a game for you in the main event, by the way. A game? Yeah, you'll like it. Oh, okay. Okay. So Vince says... Oh, okay, no, so I've jumped ahead a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, oh no, I haven't actually. I've actually nailed it because I basically said it was too long. Yeah. Um, I said, if this was old Undertaker, this would have interested me to hear what he had to uh, say. But as the American yeah, Dead ass, I don't care. Mm-hmm. We then see Vince McMahon makes his way to the ring. Oh, honestly, I'm so bored by this point. So Vince with Patterson and Briscoe. Yeah. Uh, Pat moves the stairs for Vince, who goes absolutely fucking mental. He basically Cause... unclips the top part of the stairs, yeah. so it makes it non-stable. Oh, and Vince goes, see. well, what are you doing? And then Pat then has to struggle to clip it back for him. Unintentional comedy. Yeah, I didn't have a clue what was going on. I just wanted them to hurry up. Vince comes out and says that he meant what he said when he told Linda he wanted a divorce. The crowd are chanting arsehole. Fair play. We know what he does with his arsehole as well these oh days. My God. As Vince says, he is concerned about the main events from an investment perspective. Because these are his, uh, this is what he trades in oh, effectively. Oh, they're all broken, how will he make money? Exactly. Especially wow. the six level, well, five level stars and Rikishi. Let's be fair. Stop. No, I'm not being unreasonable because I actually don't dislike Rikishi. No, I like Rikishi, but, he's but I not was on confused why he was in that match, though. But then I, I don't know the backstory. Especially when you see who's in a match earlier in the card that you'd think would have been better placed to be in that match. But in the next match, I think so. Yes, in the next yes, hundred percent. Either or, to be both fair, both of them. Yeah, but it made sense in the the storyline. Yes. So I'll kind of tie mm-hmm. that in for you a little bit and kind of mm-hmm. weave some of those threads together that you might be unsure on. So. The crowd chanting asshole. Vince says he's concerned about the main event. What I did like is JR undercutting Vince on almost everything he's saying. Mm-hmm. So Vince is saying something and like goes, he said, I have a heart. I feel for these people. And JR goes, what heart? Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, and then Vince says, right, in solidarity with me, please, everyone who doesn't want to see this main event, think about the future of these people. I'm thinking about the future of you. Stand up. Oh, yeah. That he says, so there's one. Close. There's another. Stand up. And then he goes, I said stand up, damn oh, it. No. Like doing that whole Ooh, gravelly bollocks. Impression. That hurt like shit, I'll be honest. I don't think it was that good, but we'll hear in the feedback later on. Look at the spike on that graph I for that know, impression. Right? That's horrendous. Turn those volume down. Turn, uh, if you've got it in your headphones, that's going to be yeah. nightmare fuel. And obviously, some people stand up because who cares? The whole arena could be standing up. Yeah. They're carrying on with the same yeah. thing of, oh, no one's standing yeah, up. Of course. So he says, this is on Mick Foley and this is on every single uh, one of you. Yeah. We go to a match mm-hmm. at least. Yes, we do actually. Quite a nice one, I thought. Chris Jericho yeah. against Carne 
in a last man standing match (laughs) yeah i enjoyed it actually i referenced this i think in a previous show where we were talking about last man standing Mm -hmm. matches because we said have we ever seen one of these before and i said well one i remember is this i forgot it was on the show if i'm being honest the only thing i remember from this is the finish because it's quite a vivid iconic yeah i say iconic but very memorable it's a memorable finish yeah so allegedly this started over a cup of spilled coffee because that's good good oh, booking. Oh yes, it gave you the preview, didn't you? Didn't it makes it, sense, it? you know. Yeah. You and I are in the office space, I'm mm-hmm. walking, spill coffee on you. I would understand why you say, give me a last man standing match. Absolutely. Just to warn you, that was what will happen. Yeah. You don't like hot liquids, you no. don't like coffee. No. You don't like me sometimes. I mean, all three <laughs> together, that's a horrendous combination. Fight. Exactly, yeah. be interesting how HR would deal with that. I don't, I don't <laughs> quite know. Don't tell them. Uh, this is the best physical form of both Kane and Jericho. Actually, watching this, and I'm not—I don't want to sound like a perv, but because, you will. like every every time I do. But actually, obviously, I was too young, really-ish at this point. But I looked at Kane, and I was like, he was actually in really decent shape. Mm-hmm. I mean, both of them were, but I, I, because of his character at that time, again, like you're young, you'd, I didn't know. For all I knew, that could be true. He had whatever he had done to Bare him, spaces, yeah. but. So he was quite imposing and quite like effectively scary, which was the whole point. But when I watched it, and I was like, he's actually really bloody well in shape. Well, interesting uh, fact about that. So story time with Scotty Ooh, B, baby, okay. is that I was reading something fairly recently where Brock Lesnar was talking about how he was obviously super strong. He's got that farm strength background, mm-hmm. amateur wrestling, etc. He said there was one time where he was in the locker room with uh, the WWE guys and people just doing arm wrestling matches. And he said not one person could touch him on that. He said, except one. And he said, and he couldn't beat him. Kane. Oh, wow. Now, Kane's been interviewed about this subsequently. Yeah. And Kane said, well, he said, I remember the time at the gym where we were lifting weights and I was lifting heavy stuff and Brock was trying to keep up and match me. He said, but I think if we had an arm wrestling match... I don't think my arm would be attached to my body at the moment. So he's being very humble about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, very. But Brock Lesnar doesn't strike me as the type to blow smoke up someone's no. ass. And Brock Lesnar said it really frustrated him that Kane was stronger oh, wow. than him. That's interesting, though. Yeah, I yeah, thought that was quite quite yeah. a unique little insight. And I only heard that fairly recently as well. Nice. So, mm-hmm. we're agreed on both physical form for both men. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Now we've got four out of four matches. Start before the <laughs> oh, bell. Yeah, honestly. Ridiculous. So at this point, I was like, I hope all of them do. Yeah, why not? Keep the keep the trend going. Uh, Kane assaults Jericho, and they go backstage instantly into somewhere where there's obviously no camera ready, and they can't switch it over quick enough because we are literally sat looking at nothing for. It felt like quite a while, but it's probably about thirty seconds a minute. Yeah, and then Jane, Jane, who's Jane? Who Jr. Is and Jane? King. Don't know. Oh. I don't even think I know a Jane. Okay. Jr. and King yes. are both going. Come on, guys, get a camera back yeah. there. We can't do anything with this. Yeah. I think that was genuinely out of frustration. Well, yeah. Uh, Kane tried to decapitate Y2J with a steel storage box and mm-hmm. then a shovel. Yeah. What, uh, is that on the back of the truck? Yeah, but Y2J <laughs> throws wood chippings so weird. in the face. And I remember at the time thinking, why the hell is that there? We find oh, out we why should. later yeah. this evening. Because, of course. Yeah. Why wouldn't it be? Why one? wouldn't there be a wood chipping truck Absolutely. in the back? Uh, backstage, we see some wrestlers get in the way, and Midian just gets in the way of Kane and gets yeah, uppercutted. Yeah, I didn't have a clue who that was. Naked Midian? The, that's the really tall guy, right? Yeah. I don't know who that is. He was uh, in the Ministry of Darkness, one of uh, mm. the Undertaker's 
followers in, I want to say, about 98, 99. And then very briefly, he became Naked Midian. I think you could probably draw conclusions there. Why not? Was he actually naked? Yeah. Well, not in wrestling? No, I think he was blurred, but his whole thing what? was naked. It was weird. Are you serious? Yeah, serious. I'm going to find this. Not yeah. for that reason, just I'm intrigued by it. That's weird. Because you think I'm talking nonsense. But well, no, it does it sound ridiculous. Yeah, Naked Midian was a thing, sadly. Weird. Mm. So, after Kane tries to and unsuccessfully nearly decapitate Y2J, Y2J throws some wood chippings in his eyes. Mm-hmm. So, that's enough. I mean, he's got a mask on. I guess his eyes mm. are open. So, that is still a potential hazard. Um, which I already mentioned. Midian gets twatted. Uh, Kane goes into the ring post because they make their way all the way back to the ring now. Yes, I did. Which was fine. I think the audience would be quite happy. I feel like I'd be home, livid if I was if I'd paid to go see this and then they bugger off backstage and I had to watch it on a screen. Livid. Yeah, from being at home and watching it on TV, yeah, fine. Don't care. Exactly. In fact, it offers something quite interesting. Yeah. Although I remember, I didn't like this match at the time because even as a child, mm. I think my tastes were quite purist. Oh. I liked it being in the ring. Oh, okay. No much... one deviating from the norm. No, type so I thing. felt like everything out. If anything happened outside the ring, what happened was tainted. Oh, it wasn't. Oh, it's pathetic, isn't it? But I still kind of maintain that now. Uh, you know, every now and oh, then. Oh, we know I don't like a lot yeah. of stuff. Every like now that. and then is fine, but I remember at the time mm-hmm. being like, ah, oh. yeah. Which doesn't get any better as the show goes on. <laughs> so after he goes into the ring post, he goes into the steel stairs. Yeah. Uh, top, I keep putting Rop. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I know mm. I mean top rope flying back elbow drops yes. the big red machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Kane catches Y two J on oh, the floor. They have a, is this where they have a cuddle, or is this so, a little bit earlier than the cuddle? No, you're, you're bang on because I put Kane catches Y two J on the floor and missionaries him into the ring post yeah. before delivering a power slam. The power slam was good. Yes, it was very impressive. Going back to that Kane big boy strength. Yes. Kane then slowly beats Jericho and follows up with a delayed backbreaker. Continues the assault in the corner. Jericho's having a torrid time of things. Then Jericho is caught in like a hangman's neck crank. Yeah, I don't know. I genuinely had no clue what to call that. But actually, it's quite a nice little move, actually. Yeah, I don't don't think that's what it is called. But I quite like my description, if I do say so myself. Uh, Y2J passes out, allegedly. Oh, bore off. I didn't mind this, because he didn't go... He did I'm awake. Exactly. (laughs) He did the, oh, I'm out cold, drop to the floor. Yeah. Get to the statutory nine. I was pre-prepared for, I'm asleep, I'm asleep. And then I remembered it's the last man standing. And I was like, oh yeah, it's going to be the thing where they always get up on like nine and a half. So to be honest, it, I wasn't bothered by that. I thought yeah. that was fine. And then we see Teddy Long begin the count. He was up at seven. I, I nice. sold him short there. Nice. Kane then uh, catches a spinning heel kick like a child. So when I say catches it like a child, I don't mean Kane catches it like a child, but he catches Jericho like he's, like a, he's child. a child. Yeah. And, yeah, drives Jericho down mm-hmm. to the mat. No airs and graces, no. no flash, just here you go. The thing in this as well, I'll just jump in, I noticed no, here, was they kept referring to Jericho as young. He like, was young. really young. There wasn't that much age difference between him and Kane at this point. No, but I think Kane's character is supposed to defy age. He did give the, like, even watching this now, I was, like, expecting him to be in his, like, 40s, I'll be honest. Yeah, he was probably mid-30s. He was 33. Yeah. And Jericho was 30. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. I'm obsessed with the ages at this, like, when we watch these. Especially on the older shows, because that has Mm -hmm. stumped you massively. Mm -hmm. But I think it's, you don't want to see yourself as, and I don't want to call the wrestlers our heroes, but someone you watch on TV growing up, I can't imagine ever being the same age as those people. No. And it's kind of a, 
I look at them, I'm like, Christ, I'm older than... But obviously time moves on and that's different, but... Haunting reality, isn't it? Reality check. Yeah. So Y2J starts to rally, but hits the knees on an attempted lion salt. Yes. The masked man hits a top rope again, rope clothesline, (laughs) but Jericho successfully beats the count. I don't... Again, I'm not a big fan of Kane going up top, because it's just the clothesline doesn't look impactful. Yeah. Kane shakes his head as Jericho beckons him forth with an up yours for good measure. Like that. Yeah. And then we get possibly one of my all-time favourite chokeslams ever. Okay. Kane one-arms him all the way up and doesn't just let go. Absolutely pummels him down. It's like he's trying to drive him through the canvas. It's really, really impressive stuff. Jericho barely beats the 10 and Mm -hmm. Kane unloads with a chair. Kane looks for a tombstone, I think, on the chair, but Y2J slips out the back door. So, it's, yeah, <laughs> I know. Every time I say out the back door, I know it makes you chuckle and it yes, throws me it off. Does. And we see a low blow from Jericho. Yeah. DDT combo halts the big man in his stride. Jericho then cracks the chair off Kane's face, mm-hmm. which even with a mask can't feel nice. And then up top, missile drop kick connects. Mm-hmm. We get a running bulldog and a lion salt onto Kane, who had a steel chair lying across him. Right. Okay. I raise a point on this. Please do. If you... I just don't know. I know... Right. You don't know, I know. Uh, I'm having an internal battle in my brain here. Who is the real victim of that? Because to me, the person that gravity is going to impact there is Chris Jericho. Because you're jumping stomach first onto a chair. It's not going to feel great for Kane, for sure. But... I'd rather be him than Jericho. Yeah, especially when... Especially when you see how Jericho put the chair down. Mm-hmm. So Jericho put the non-lipped side down to Kane, yes. which was very good. Kind. Because Jericho then lands on the lipped yeah. edge himself. So I agree it with just you. just was a bit like, just do it without the chair because it don't make no difference. I mean, let's be fair. If we're trying to be either one of them, I don't think either one of us could pull off a lion salt, if I'm being perfectly honest. Well, no, obviously, look, obviously not. I look mangled cat If I was going to do it, I don't want to do it onto a chair. No, that's fair. Big boot by Kane, who press slams Jericho to the floor. I liked that. Oh, was that the military press? And mm-hmm. that, that was very nice. Yeah, well landed as well by Jericho. Looks yeah. safe. Uh, we go back up the ramp to the staging area. Oh, yeah. So Y2J elbows free of a choke slam and Bulldogs came through a table, sort of. And I don't understand the cut that I saw here. Yeah, I didn't understand. I said, I'm not really sure what's just happened, but Kane's face appears to go through a table. Yeah, because the way they jumped off, mm-hmm. Jericho's on the left-hand side of Kane. When they land, Jericho's on the right side of Kane, yeah. and I can't see how that actually happens. I don't no. know if they edited out something there. I don't know. If they did a retake or what, but it doesn't it didn't make sense to me, and I just assumed I'd like blinked and missed something. But... Yeah, I mean, if anyone happens to be listening to this yeah. and knows what the actual answer is, I'd be very interested to know. I mean, I don't suppose to be on the VHS. You'd probably have to have the live broadcast yeah. somewhere. Jericho then marches behind a set of sky-high barrels mm. and on the third attempt buries Kane underneath all of them. Kind of, but not really. Not really, but yeah, kind of. The official reaches the count of ten, but we do see Kane's hand just clawing yeah. through. Good visual, but obviously yes. Kane was in no danger of getting hit because they landed on the Yeah, it was boxes. tilted, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so as long as he had, as long as he was lying down effectively in that space, he himself will be fine. You're using the word effectively more than I am now. It's great. No, you use whatever word you like, but I've cottoned onto it. But again, as Mm -hmm. much as we're saying, obviously he was in no danger of getting hurt because nor should he be. It left me with, because I remember to this day, I remember that and this is 23 years ago. Mm -hmm. So 
obviously did oh, the job. it leaves an imprint. My only small criticism would be from a visual point of view. I didn't realise the hand had come up because those barrels are dark. There's no light down there. His gloves black. Yep. It was only when they did like a replay. And you see Jericho I kick. went, oh, I see. That makes sense. I don't think it was essential that, that you no. see that anyway. But it just shows It didn't matter, that but it was just like, oh, it's a nice little reach, like visual, I suppose. It just shows that even that wasn't enough to exactly. keep Kane down, really. Mm-hmm. I was surprised, I remember at the time when Jericho won that, because I thought, how are you going to keep Kane down for 10 seconds? I just couldn't, again, yeah. taking the no. predetermined side out of this, I couldn't fathom how that would work. So that yeah. was nice. We then go backstage to Senor Foley, oh. who's being interviewed by Jonathan Coachman. Mm. Uh, we see Deborah. Yeah. Who says some words, I think. I, I'll just, just ended up staring, I'll be honest, because I don't know what she's offering here apart from... I just get distracted by their eyebrows, I'll be honest. I know that's not what yes, maybe you're distracted eyebrows. by. No but, eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm really sorry. My stomach is rumbling, so I've if anyone not, can hear it... I genuinely haven't heard any of them, so I think you're good. Good. But we see Deborah come out and says some words, apparently. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're great. And then Foley says he's concerned about the main event, but it's still going to mm-hmm. go ahead. Just at this point, I don't care. I don't care. Like, I think he would if you were every, there. Every single person. Oh, it's so dangerous. We, oh, it's still happening. All right. I heard you first time. Come on. We go to... Don't worry, we get another backstage segment I'm now. aware. We see uh, Heartbreak Kid <laughs> yes. at WWF New York mm-hmm. sporting his new Dutch boy haircut. Either HBK has audio delay or he's been eating handfuls of somas as he's slurring his words. Oh. I don't know if he can hear himself... Yeah, where you know um, when you can start to hear yourself oh, and then you that. start talking slower like you've been that. punched. Mm-hmm. That's what he was doing. And then we kind of get a brief... Uh, it, um, there really wasn't anything else worth commenting on that. It was just I haven't. Of, I've just put, he's there in a nice cowboy hat. Bye. And then JR compliments him on, on said cowboy, cowboy hat. hat. Yep. Um, brief XFL introduction. Nobody mm-hmm. cared then. Nobody cares now. Nobody cares forever. That should be the um, title oh, for the exit. Now then forever. Yeah. No one cared then. <laughs> now forever. Yep. That's what I say about the XFL. Okay. So do you know about the XFL and what that is? I've, uh, when they said it, I was like, oh, I know this. And I was like, I mm, can't remember it though, so I just didn't bother. So XFL was um, Vince McMahon's attempt at matching the NFL. Mm-hmm. So in Vince's world, he can put his mind to anything and then compete on the same level and mm-hmm. surpass and supersede what was there before. And they were, well, Vince was of the opinion that there were too many safety precautions oh in God. NFL Jeez. and it wasn't exciting enough. So he wanted oh, like to... like an extreme NFL. So extreme football league. Oh. Because X was the cool thing back in the of 90s. Course. And, extreme, yeah. And he actually even revisited it not too long ago. He wanted to start it up again. but Jesus. But one of the things, I know one of the key differences, I mean, I know enough about NFL to watch a game and understand what's happening, how how the systems Mm -hmm. work. And one of the key differences for this was they would leave the football, the pigskin, in the middle of the field, Mm -hmm. have one representative from each team, run from their end of the field, and Mm -hmm. whoever got the ball would start with possession. Mm -hmm. Interesting concept, but the number of people that got injured from absolutely mashing into each of other course. breaking bones because you're sprinting and you're so and ge- like probably head on head yep. like crash yeah concussions yep. bone breakages yep. that so they did start the league and people just got ravaged with injuries God. i think jr and king were actually the commentary team for oh, the wow. xfl okay. jr's a massive football head mm-hmm. oklahoma sooners all the way um it's just yeah that's what they tried to do oh. it didn't work obviously because yeah. the nfl is a long-standing you're established 
tradition. No. Of course not. And with the injuries to boot, it just died a death. I still think Vince, that someone in the back of his mind still probably thinks it can work now. Mm-hmm. It can't. Not with the rules you were doing. And if you're then just creating the same version of the NFL, what's the point? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly that. We go on to the next match now. Yes. It's the Four Corners oh. Tag Team. Yeah. Not even Elimination. First four no. wins it for the WWF Tag Team titles. Mm-hmm. So we've got Edge and Christian. Yes. We've got Right to Censor. Mm. We've got the Dudley Boys. Yes. And we have Road Dog and K Quick. This was a treat. I was well happy. Yeah. Really happy. See, when we met up yesterday when we were watching the Rumble. Yes. I didn't know if you'd seen this yet. So no, when, I hadn't. So when our truth came yeah. out, I nearly said, oh, you've seen him now no, as K Quick. No, I not got to that point yet. And then you sent me a text last yes. night going, our truth. Yeah, because I was like, hold the phone. Yep. You're like, there yep. it is. So... Yeah, Road Dog and K Quick. So um, K Quick was in. He was very young at this time, and he was in the company for a couple of years before he moved on. Then he went to TNA okay. and became the first uh, ever African American NWA champion, I believe. Okay. So um, that was a hell of a accomplishment for him. Um, in WWF at the time, he didn't really do anything right. of note apart from this tag team with mm-hmm. Road Dog. Collectively known as, well, I'm collectively knowing them as Getting Roundy. Yeah. Um, we see Edge come out. Yes. Edge and Christian in their prime gear yeah. for you. Exactly. Hair's not quite wet enough, I think, again. Yeah, it could be a little a could little be more wetter. moist. <laughs> a little Always wetter. a bit more moist. <laughs> we see Edge humping the canvas yeah. as he enters, Weird. which I don't like how I worded that at all. Uh, I'm incredibly interested to hear Holly's thoughts on Mr. K. Quick in this era. So we know oh, what you think of our truth now. And honestly, I was so surprised. We'll the get dancing? to it like later in the match. But I know which bit you're I talking was about. So surprised, considering I only think I've really seen him be our truth, yeah. like, oh, and not yeah. even for that long, mm-hmm. really. So I was like, it took me a while to realise it was actually him first. I was like, maybe it's just someone that looks like him. Yep. And then I was like, no, shit, it is. Mm-hmm. Bloody loved it. Yep. That was great. I was that funky little tune, was catchy, but it did annoy me he was wrestling in jeans. We know how I feel about wrestling in jeans. Yeah. So I'd forgotten that this match was on the show. I remembered a few of them. So I remembered the main event, mm-hmm. I remember the last man standing match, and I remember the intergender one. Mm-hmm. All the others I, I couldn't remember. Yeah. Uh, so when I saw Kay Quick come out, I was like, oh, this would be nice for Holly. She'll, I know she'll, you'll enjoy this. I was this. very happy. Also, before... I think, I can't remember what order they all came out in, but right to centre, I mean, King literally says it after I thought it, and I was like, hang on, is this not the guy that had a hoe train? And then I was like... You mean the good father? Oh, I know him as the godfather, right? Yeah, but when he went to right the to censor, he became the good father. Oh, because I was sat there going, is it him? And then King literally says... Like, where are the hoes or something? Or where's his hoe train? Yep. And I was like, oh, shit, Of course him. King would notice that, wouldn't he? I mean, someone says it. No, oh, of course it's King. <laughs> Do you think JR's saying, where's the hoe train? I, I, he does say something about hoes. Behave yourself. He does. Yeah, of course he does. I said this has got chaos written all over it. Yeah, I didn't understand the logic of it, but never mind. I'll tell you what, Dudley's are popular. Yeah. Very, very popular. Yeah. And to give credit to the crowd, all night they were pretty good, yeah. I have to say. They were cheering when they should be in there making noise. Um, which is great of a crowd. <laughs> to of be honest with wrestling, that's what you want them there for, because they can Absolutely. take away from a match as much as they can give to it. Devon's immediately double-teamed by right to censor. 
Bobby Cannon nearly kicks Devon's head off his shoulders, which looks brutal, mm-hmm. but very enjoyable at the same time. Not for Devon, I'm sure he'd have a very different take on that. Couple of ho-free trains by the good father. <laughs> Dudleys look like they hit a version of total elimination on the former pimp. I don't quite remember seeing exactly how he ended up in a pile of shit on the floor, but based on how Bubba and Devon were lying, I think they were trying to hit a total elimination, which was total... Um, so the Eliminators was a tag team from ECW, which the Dudleys would have worked with very briefly, I think. Right. Which was Perry Saturn mm-hmm. and a man called John Cronus. Okay. John Cronus is no longer with us. Right. But there, it was a very good finishing move. So they'd stand up a person in between them. Cronus, I believe, would swing his leg round the base, so he'd reverse leg sweep him. Yeah. And Perry Saturn would sweep his leg round the front. So as well as getting your legs taken out from behind you, you get the kick to the face. Oh. And when it's timed well, it looks really brutal. I see. This was not one of those instances of that move. Edge tags in and mocks the Dudleys. Goes and goes. Ooh, of course it does. With yeah. the, I don't quite know how to do it in the air, but like the OK sign yeah. is how I would do it. I think it's supposed to be for the glasses, though, isn't it? Yeah. To, be, to be honest. But Edge mocking the Dudleys, that was a win for me. Mm-hmm. Road Dog and Bubba then do the Dusty Shuffle. So Dusty Road, you know, the yes. punch, punch, dance, dance. Mm-hmm. And then they decide to hit each other instead. Uh, Edge and Christian, uh, who immediately dive for pins, which I thought was clever, worked, taking advantage of the moment. The crowd want tables. I think that's evident. Constantly. Mm -hmm. Which, honestly, I would if I saw the Dudleys. Yep. Uh, K-Quick in, and a weird double-team elbow drop on Edge connects with him and Road Dog, where they kind of... The, yeah, like the... Like a, I don't know, I'd call it like a merry-go-round, I guess. Almost, but they kind of do the... Like the the bro handshake. Yeah. Yeah, and jump I like, around. I did like it. It was odd, but because do you know it. what I think when I th- when I see Road Dog, I think you've got street cred. Okay. I don't. Oh, okay. He looks being... a fool. He looks an absolute fool oh. with K Quick coming out and getting rowdy with the New Age Outlaws. Fine. Right. Because K Quick, so wrong killings are truth. Yes. Genuinely does rap. As to how good it is, that's not really mm-hmm. for me to comment because I haven't listened to any of it. I could probably take a guess as to how good it is, but he's been doing this stuff for years, so yeah. at least he's kind of involved in mm-hmm. the field. And, like when he used to come out with What's Up. Well, he still yeah. does, but singing it and yeah. what have you. Um, Road Dog with him, weird. Okay. It just doesn't seem good to me. I digress again. Uh, then Quick flips out the corner, delivers a jumping psychic, spins, yeah. hits the floor, kip up, and into a jumping split. It was brilliant. Very athletic. Very athletic. But Unnecessary, but very There it is. Very for me, athletic. the athleticism needs to be for a purpose. I feel like I was very impressed because I compare it to now. And it reminded me a little bit of... um, Do you remember Reggie? Yes. It kind of is very similar vibes. He said it like he's dead. He's still there, isn't he? I don't know. He might have been let go. Yeah, I don't know. Um, But I was like, oh, wow. Like I loved it, but then it wasn't necessary, obviously. Bubba shouts at him, what's all that crap? Yes. And I have to agree. It was quite funny. I, again, enjoyed it, but it needs to serve a purpose. Mm-hmm. Edge and Christian work over K-Quick, who is certainly no longer feeling rowdy. I no. think that's established. No. Right to censor, tag back in, and now they work over K-Quick's shoulder. Bloody yes. mouth for the rookie. He got yeah, busted he did. somewhere along mm-hmm. the line. I don't know what caused it. An errant fist. Yeah. Uh, Edge tags back in, but when he leaps from the second rope, Quick reverses with a neck breaker. Mm-hmm. Fine. Quick then goes for the tag, but Christian yanks Road Dog off the apron, so Quick tags in the Dudleys instead. Which, actually, at first this match was like, oh, hang on, you can tag anyone in. 
And I was like, that's so stupid. And then I thought, no, actually, this is clever. And I actually put, really enjoy that bit of psychology. You want yeah. to tag your partner because you can't but win actually, unless you're in the match. Yeah. You've got options. Yeah. I thought it was good. Bubba's then on fire, wiping out Edge and Christian. Calls Christian a bitch before a back body drop, which mm-hmm. great. Now it fully breaks down. Yeah, I kind of lost track at this point, I'll be honest. I did my best, so let's see how I did. K-Quick launches over the top rope on right sensor, but gets caught, and then Goodfather delivers a shoulder breaker, so they were working over K-Quick's shoulder earlier in the match. Yeah. Road Dog then double clotheslines right to sensor. Stephen Richards. Fucking Stephen Richards. Oh, the guy that was walking like he'd had an accident. Yes, And then we the obviously we saw what had happened, but he, I was like, why is he walking like that? But okay. It's just Stephen Richards. Mm-hmm. He, he used to briefly be good when he was in the Blue World Order in ECW, but every ever since then he just doesn't come across well right. as a wrestler, I don't think, personally. There might be some fans of him out there somewhere. So Stephen Richards hits a super kick on Road Dog, mm-hmm. and the Dudleys hit what's up on oh. Edge in the Ring. That's the face to crotch, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. There's quite a few of those. Oh, yeah. Devon gets the tables. Oh. Oh, sorry. Devon get the tables is roared with approval from the fans. And on commentary, we have uh, um, JR. Mm. I think Bubba's got wood on his mind. Yeah. And then King goes, and Devon's, Devon's got it in his hand. I'll be honest. Fine with that. But I thought that was brilliant. Yep. Fine Very with that. Very funny. Give them credit where credit's Absolutely. due. Well played. Love a euphemism when mm. done correctly. Um, so, yep, Devon gets tables roared. Right to censor are dropped by the charging wood. So I obviously picked up on it then because I preferred it yep. to use wood instead of table. Dudley's then hit their doomsday device on it. I say their doomsday device, which is the Legion of Doom Road Warriors mission, yes. where someone's on the shoulders. Mm-hmm. They did it much safer than the Legion of Doom did it, but again, that's a story for another day. Uh, do that to Edge, but Christian breaks up the pin. A really shit 3D mm. on Buchanan because Bubba mm. slightly misplaces where he should be. So he, He's under him. Yeah, so he kind of... That's probably a worse landing for Bull, to be fair. So yeah. he kind of drops headfirst on Bubba, which can't be pleasant. Uh, Devon then gets... Oh, sorry, no. Um, jumped ahead of myself again. Uh, and then the good father actually gets hit with a good 3D. Yeah. Uh, what's up to Christian? Of course. Devon then wiped out by Stephen Richards because he's still there, unfortunately. <laughs> As Bubba gets speared by Edge. Yep. Only a two, though. Yeah. That would have done it now, these days. <laughs> Christian hits the unprettier on Bubba, and Edge makes the cover to become four times tag team... Yeah. Four times tag team champions. Four times tag team. That's a real tongue twister, that. Yeah. You were probably happy with the end result oh, of that. Obviously. Edge and Christian walking away with the gold. Yep. And now we go backstage. I'm so bored of going backstage. It's the attitude here. It's I what know. happens. I know, but this so this show was two hours forty two minutes, I think, ish. Ish, yeah, I think that's about right. Honestly, if you'd have taken out all of this crap, it'd have been two hours. Yeah, which is why this crap was in the show. Yeah, for sure. As you would put it. Yeah. Yeah. They've got to pad it out somehow. <laughs> yeah, but not like this. Well, I agree, I don't really want Stephanie McMahon. And in this segment, we just get Stephanie McMahon basically saying to Triple H, yeah. I'm worried, regurgitating yeah. the same story that she yeah. said to her dad. Mm-hmm. And then Triple H gets very, very angry, very up in her face. Oh, I thought he was going to pop a blood vessel, I'll be honest, at one point. The, it wasn't lost on me as well that he said to her, you know the WWF title is the most important thing in the world yes. to me. Mm-hmm. And I think JR actually picks up on it in commentary on the main oh, event okay. as well. But yeah, odd thing to say to your wife, yeah, I thought. But um, that would have ensued a full-out brawl. He wouldn't be going in that much. I'd knocked him over the head by that point. 
that aside, Triple H <laughs> explains how this is his life. Of course. We go on now to a another championship match. Yes, don't we just? We have the one Billy Gunn. Okay. Against De- uh, Chris Benoit for the Intercontinental <laughs> title. Yes. <laughs> Billy Gunn, looking like the modern day Pat Butcher. Honestly, I was so confused by this. Why? Oh, I can't bear it when people chew gum like that as well. Honest, I don't need to see it in your mouth. And why are you wearing hoop earrings to wrestle? Because he was auditioning for EastEnders. It's ridiculous. Uh, honestly, and I, I felt justified when I heard commentary then saying, why are you wearing hoop earrings? And I was so like, against the grain of what's normal that the commentators, weird. I think they were actually venting. So I think they were like, Billy, don't wear these. And he's like, oh, I'm going to wear them. Right. Again, could be well off the Because he also had a belly button piercing too. Yep. And it's just, I mean, I know from, obviously, I'm not a wrestler, but in cheerleading, you're not meant to wear any jewellery whatsoever because it can get pulled out. Mm -hmm. So what's the difference here? Who's doing belly button finger diving in cheerleading? What's going on? I know, if someone falls from a stunt and you grab their clothes and stuff, then you can, you've ripped some piercings out before. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. You have. But it's either that, or someone cracks their head on the floor after being thrown or in the air. injures their neck, well, catching yeah, I mean, the others. That's by the by. Do but you regret catching her? No. Oh, fair enough. No, because she would have literally like broke her face otherwise, so break okay. my neck instead. You still friends with this person? Nope. Oh, man. We're not, not friends, just uh, going Acquaintances. Apart. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. So, Benoit marches out looking as serious as a heart attack. That's a bit sad that he wasn't half-dressed for work. Oh, what with his loafers and his, his dress smart trousers. trousers. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was ready for a full-on match. Mm-hmm. Uh, contrast that with the one's earrings, is what I put here. Yeah. I like Chris Benoit's gear. Yeah, Good gear. fun. Collar and elbow tie-up sees Billy Gunn overpower Benoit into the corner, but Benoit fires back. Drop toe hold by the one, followed by two arm drags and a hip toss. Benoit sent to the floor and gets sent into the ring post. I... I didn't put a comment on it. Yeah. But I assume this was the first match of the night where there was no brawling before the bell started. Yeah. They were actually allowed to... So that was, what, six matches in? I Is think that? so, yeah. That's incredible. Shows what uh, the Attitude Era was all about, though. So, as Benoit sent to the floor, uh, he gets sent into the ring post. Mm-hmm. Reversal by Benoit and gun sails over the stairs, like knee first, cracks into yeah. it. Yeah. Takes off. Yes. Really takes off. Back in the ring and Benoit focuses on the knee with a series of kicks and drives Gunn's knee into the canvas. Mm-hmm. Look painful. I like that. Sticking on a body part that's been injured. Yeah, makes sense. Yep, very much so. Drop kick to the knee for good measure. And then over the bottom rope, Billy's knee takes Benoit's full body weight. Mm-hmm. Solid work. Yeah, nice. Sound strategy. Uh, relentless and then a drag and screw leg whip. Uh, leads to a figure four leg lock, which I don't think I've ever seen Benoit apply before, if no. I'm being honest. No. Gunn eventually manages to reverse it. I like that. The hold is broken. Yeah. Billy starts to rally, uh, but Benoit shuts that down with three German suplexes. Where he doesn't let go. I love... That, to me, is something I remember him doing. I know, obviously, other people do it now, but that, to me, will always be connected with yeah. him I guess no I agree I, I think know. that every time I see it yeah because um, Benoit had a dogged determination mm-hmm. like a tenacity when he did this stuff and there's a bit in a minute which I'm going to cover when he goes for a submission move and you fully believe that he is unfortunate Angular. choice of phrasing 
life or death trying to get yeah. this this hold in, yeah. which is great for for wrestling. Really, really good. Yep. Uh, the crippler then takes flight with a diving headbutt, but guns rolls out the way just in the nick of time. Yeah, very much just in the nick of time, but that's fine. Very graceful power slam, uh, an impressive press slam yes. by the one Billy Gunn. Very impressive. Not a great jackhammer though. So Goldberg's, you know, suplex to slam where oh, you kind of right. land on them. Uh-huh. Billy kind of did that, but it wasn't wasn't good. I didn't think. But the Fame Arsa connects, but Benoit kicks out. Kicks out the finish. Yeah. Uh, Billy Gunn then goes to his Cobra Clutch and is countered by Benoit and he fights locking the cross, cross face with the crotch yes, face. The crotch face. The cross face, which is just brilliant. Mm-hmm. I said it really should be a struggle. You shouldn't be yeah. able to just do it no. easily. And Billy was fighting it, fighting it. Just as he yeah. gets in, his foot is over the bottom rope. Yes, very brilliant. clever. Brilliant. Best very part of the clever. match for me. Gunn gets to the ropes. Billy then kind of drops Benoit, but they make out it was due to the knee giving out on him. But yeah. I think that was just a genuine just a drop. mess up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Small package by gun out of nowhere, but Benoit <laughs> escapes at two. That's never not going to make you chuckle, is it? No. The cripple crossface this time is slapped on viciously, and Billy yes. taps out instantly. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Because you could tell you he believe was... it's you believe that it is a, a move that why wouldn't you tap out straight away if it yeah. hurts? Because like... you could see Billy Gunn fighting like hell to not get in mm-hmm. it in the first place because he knew what the exactly. outcome was going to be, and as soon as it's in, he yeah. taps out. We have a new intercontinental champion. Do you like the match? I actually really enjoyed that. Mm. And did you know? Here we go. Ages. Yep. Um, Billy Gunn was 37. Yeah. That seems quite old. Doesn't it? Yeah. Doesn't it? But he's 60 now. Yeah, that's so how So it kind works. of makes sense. Yeah. Because I doubted it. But Benoit was only 33. Yeah. I mean, it looked like he wasn't, but that's yeah, most people at that age, again, this era, I suppose, didn't. One year younger than me. Oh, dear. It's crazy, right? Mad. I do like to... When I'm... When I'm enjoying a match, sometimes I do think, "How old are you? How old?" Let me. I quite like this because I'm not thinking that. Yeah. Unless, weirdly, I pick up on certain people like Wendy Richter from WrestleMania. Oh yeah, yeah. I just knew she was young, and I wanted to fact check myself. Mm -hmm. We then go uh, backstage once more uh, to one of the more least offensive interviews. I thought, but we get Jr. interviewing his good friend Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's a nice dynamic. I would have enjoyed it had I not heard an hour of backstage jibber jabber already yep that's fair fair comment especially from the american dead ass because he had like that must that felt like that was very very long it wasn't i know it wasn't but it felt it yeah uh jr says he woke up worried about stone cold being in this match and then stone cold says you woke up i didn't sleep kind of thing really good that wasn't a stone cold impression that was just gravelly nonsense from well goddamn son there you go that's 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 good a bit better into it and said so he's just been focused on his coffee and energy drinks, yes. which would lead me to a story for WrestleMania 19, but I'll save it until we get to WrestleMania 19. Oh, Jesus. It's a long That's, way off. Oh, it's a long time coming, but I will remember You'll that remember. story for sure. <laughs> um, Stone Cold says he's just entirely focused on winning the WWF title, mm-hmm. bringing it home. That was fairly short. Okay. Yeah. Good promo. Yeah, fine. Now we go to the unquestionable toilet. Oh, slash, I say coffee God. drink there beer run match absolutely of the show we've got Molly Holly versus mm-hmm. Trish Stratus versus Ivory yeah. for the WWF women's title yep Molly Holly I've got to be careful I word this looks incredible stunning and so pretty is leagues above Trish Stratus if you ask so me so pretty and clothed yeah like yeah. but she came on and I was like I have never kn- I've known she's pretty but I was like, wow, she's naturally pretty. I'm yeah. not saying she maybe hasn't had some enhancements. I don't know. If it Face, has, it's whatever, subtle. I don't know. Really pretty. 
Yeah, I mm-hmm. thought that, and I'm looking at it now, yeah. going, yeah. I'd pick her every day of the week over Trish yeah. Thomas, every day. Mm-hmm. And even now when you see her, she just seems like such a nice yes, person. She's, she? she's a girlfriend material, someone you bring home to yeah, your parents, isn't it? Yeah, true. Um, then we've got, yeah, so like I said, Molly Holly, Trish Stratus and Ivory. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, sadly, I know this is the toilet break beer run match, given who was involved and where yeah. this was in their respective careers, because Trish wasn't at the level to be able to No, I did wonder when she came out, I was like, oh, what is, how far are we into, like, Trish's career, effectively, I suppose, here? Well, but I saw what shoes she was wearing, and I was like, nope. Okay, so, to put it in perspective... Because we saw the show where she won her first ever yes. women's title. And this wasn't long after she started to get fairly okay mm-hmm. at wrestling. And that mm-hmm. was 11 months after this. Right. I see. Molly starts fast by targeting Trish and drives her head into the canvas repeatedly. Then Molly hits chops in the corner. No hand licking required. No. So Trish isn't taking lessons from her on this. Trish reverses and hits a monkey flip that Molly lands perfectly right mm-hmm. into an ivory clothesline really yeah. good mm-hmm. the fact because Molly Holly looked like she was mid-stride as she landed as she gets levelled by Ivory yeah. I genuinely thought that was really really nice Ivory and Trish go to double team Molly but she ducks the double clothesline and hits a drop kick to both women dropping them down small package on Trish but Ivory breaks it up Molly with a backslide on Ivory but Trish breaks it up double suplex on Molly and the heels high five before Ivory blindsides Trish absolutely yeah because they can't be friends no. you've got, got to be clever about this this is the moment which I referenced to you oh. of how awkward it can be when it comes to positioning. Oh. So really awkward confrontation between Ivory and Trish as they find a reason to walk from one corner of the to ring the to the other mm-hmm. so Molly can land a double cross body. Molly backdrops Ivory to the floor before catching Trish and hitting a Liger bomb, which is a running power bomb. Oh, really nice. Yeah. And the way that Molly did it she caught her, was strong, yeah. ran, dropped her. Really, really good stuff. Ivory returns, throws Molly to the floor, uh, then pins the still motionless Trish to retain. Mm-hmm. Kind of a... I felt like the match was pretty quick. I didn't... For me, it kind of finished before it really started. Probably it wasn't safe, as though. quick. Yeah, it wasn't as quick as others I've seen. But for the level of what I was seeing, it was long enough. Yeah, like I said, given where everyone was in their careers, yeah. anything longer than this would have been mad. Yeah. And this is obviously the match that preceded the main event, yes. and it was the best place match to oh, precede the main event. let's bring it down before we peak it right up. I mean, the tag team match wasn't necessarily a high point, oh, wow. but there was just... Yeah. It wasn't bad, but yeah. there was just so much going on yes. that your senses have a lot to yeah, take in. Sure. So this is a good wind-down match. And it wasn't awful, but it wasn't no. good. no. I like the end. When, oh, everyone, when it ended. When everyone comes out. Everyone comes out? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've got loads of notes. Out. Got loads of yeah. notes. I do apologise. I wondered why it finished there, and I've got like yeah. five more lines. So, Ivory, as she celebrates, looks possessed, mm-hmm. is the only way I can describe what I saw her face doing. Um, and then, as she's celebrating, we see TNA. Mm-hmm. Tess grabs Molly by the hair, and I'm like, you leave her alone. Oh, I know. I was, I did What's that all about? Inside, I was like, oh, no, no, don't do this. But <laughs> but fortunately, yeah. Tess is blindsided uh-huh. by Crash Holly. Yes. Another one of the Holly clan. We've of seen course, all three. Yeah. Uh, so Crash challenges both men to fight. He goes into the ring like, come oh, on. Yeah, I'll be honest. That, it was funny, but also I was like, 
but you're walking away from what's happening to stand in the ring and like to distract them to take the attention uh-huh. away from Molly but it very much gave me scrappy do vibes of let me at him let oh. me at him <laughs> basically that is how I see him yeah, and I think yeah. that is to be fair kind of what they're going for yeah. with Elroy as they kept calling him crash fake them out though because as soon as they get in the ring we hear dun yes. dun dun yes. dun 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 mm-hmm. And we see the APA arrive yeah. to absolutely kick their ass. Mm-hmm. And this is the only time you'll hear me Elaborate. consistently mm-hmm. compliment Bradshaw. This was the era for him. This was how I remember him. Mm-hmm. It took me a really long time to understand that it was the same person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I actually really liked him here. And I thought the APA together, brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely really good. Brilliant. Really good. And to give them credit, they got a very good reception yeah, when they, they came out. Very good. Um and yeah, I put this is the only time where Bradshaw mattered. Clothesline from Hell on Albert sends TNA packing. APA mm-hmm. get a very good reception. Jobs are good. Can I ask a question? Of course you can. When did Scotty Too Hotty come into play? Like, when did he... Because him and... Wasn't it him and... Grandmaster Sex, eh? Albert. When did they... When were they together? That was much later on. Okay. So yeah, this was still the too cool era. Yeah. So... L- late 99 going mm-hmm. into the early 2000 definitely too cool around because I remember them playing a part in the 2000 right. Royal Rumble okay um, do you know who Grandma Sexy is related to no who his dad is no his dad might be sitting on commentary who King really King is Grandmaster Sexy's dad really yeah, Brian Lawler oh and do you know he's actually dead really Grandmaster Sexy died oh, about sad. I want to say about four or five years ago. Yeah, he was quite young, unexpected. And I could be mistaken, so don't quote me on this, but I think it was drugs related. Mm. Um, But yeah, I think King took some time away because I think he was still kind of involved a little bit in commentary in some capacity, on and off. Yeah. Um, Obviously, no, no, it's not right for someone to bury the kid before they themselves go. No. But yeah, I thought you might not know that. No, I didn't. No. When you see them now, by the way, all you'll see is King when you look at his face. Very noticeable. We then go backstage. Mm. Rock getting interviewed by Kevin Kelly. We see some very good smell the fart acting from The Rock here. Very much so. How I call it. So as Kevin Kelly starts to talk to The Rock, he's immediately cut off. Well, he's, let, well, he's allowed to go a little bit before he gets a palm to the face. Yes. Stop talking. Mm-hmm. Fist clench. You're now going to listen to The Rock. Mm-hmm. Who will talk in third person and is the only person that I do not mind doing this. Of all the people, yes, I suppose I will... I will because it's him. Let I don't want to hear CM Punk Everyone talk does about it himself and it drives in third person. me mad. Yeah. I hate it. I'm going to start doing it by myself, just for shits and giggles. How would you... So, let's you say... You when we're in work together, I'm going to start doing... Holly says this today. You, you threatened me with this before, but I, I know, would like I've to never s- done it. <laughs> I have to try. I would like to see you do this in like a real-world environment. Because okay. I would get the reference. I'd like you to be yeah. out in like Ooh. ordering a meal. Okay. So, next time we're ordering a meal... Hollywood like... Hollywood like this... And okay. then you feel like you'd need like some sort of crash helmet or like armbands to okay. eat the soup. Because that's a very... Str- I don't know how that would be received. Oh, that would be like a dare. Okay, we'll, we'll try it next time we're out. Oh, you're absolutely chicken out of that. There's Unless no I'm way. drunk. If I'm drunk, we'll be fine. But... Well, these the, this is very true. <laughs> don't drink, kids. Or at least drink in moderation. Learn from Auntie Holly. Oh, God. So now it's main event time after The Rock Thank finishes up. the Lord. Rock basically says he's going to guarantee that he's going to kick five people's candy asses. Yeah. We go to the main event. Mm-hmm. Kurt Angle, Rikishi, Triple H, The Rock, Stone Cold, Undertaker, 
for the WWF title yes. in a Hell in a Cell. Yes. This marks a big occasion. Doesn't this it? is the first Hell in a Cell match that we have covered in the show. Oh, I see. Right. Not ever. <laughs> I was like, what? What are they showing us <laughs> footage like, of? I've definitely seen one of these before on No, telly. this is the first one that we've right. covered as of part course, of the podcast. Yes. Yeah. What are your thoughts in general about the Hell was, in a Cell? Hang on. What was the match we watched with the Hardys and the Dudleys then? Cage. Uh, it's different, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. there's no space around the outside. Out, around the outside. Yeah, so there's no... Right, yeah, Hell in a Cell's got the roof. And it goes around the ring, whereas the cage is pressed up against the side of the ring. Oh, I see. Rings. And you have to get out the ring, out the cell... It depends. ...to win not on, on a cell. cage match, but not for Hell in a Cell. Yeah, I mean, they're Just pretty fluid like. with the rules, to be okay. honest with you. Just um, someone's got to win. I mean, the whole thing of Hell in a Cell is you're not supposed to escape. Yet every match, I think, up to this point yeah. for Hell in a the Cell, they've escaped. Cool, okay. So it's rarer Excellent. when they stay inside, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. But what do you think about Hell in a Cell match as a general concept? I don't mind it. I, I don't really... I'll be honest, I have no real preference. Okay. However, if you... if I imagine it in real life. Like, watching it on telly is easy because there's usually camera crew inside. Mm-hmm. Watching it there, or when the camera crew isn't inside, so I suppose it's more of a cage match, it's very hard to actually see what the hell's going on. This one was really stressful for my brain, because there's too many freaking people for me to watch. There's too much going on in too many different directions. They need split screen. They should have done a four-way split screen. That would have stressed you out more. I well, think. yeah, probably. Because then there's but... more to digest and take I in. Just, I got so overwhelmed by it that it wasn't really till nearer the end that I was like following actually what was going on. Okay, so to again, pull the curtains back, or the creative curtains back a little bit for people. When I take my notes, because they're pretty extensive for the most part. It's yes, not every are. nook and cranny, but it's everything that's important. It's, it's a little look in the cranny. You know? Yeah, exactly. A little look in the lovely cranny. <laughs> I found this match harder than any other that yes. we've covered to take notes purely because I because I because I write it up manually. I yeah. should really do it by phone. I say we're I different, aren't we? Yeah, you do it pen to paper, and I'm on, I do it on my phone. And I prefer your theory because I can mm-hmm. definitely type quicker than I can do that. But because of the level of notes I do, I'd be scrolling yes. all the time, and I feel like that would just be an arse. Yeah, yeah. I fully imagine at some point I will convert to the yeah. note taking on the phone, um, and. Uh, Again, the selling point for me of this show as a kid, because I, I didn't see it at the time, so I got mm-hmm. whenever it came out on VHS. Yeah. And I just saw that list of names all in the same match. Yeah. Again, as a child, yeah. even now, love a Royal Rumble. So as many people as you could get in a match, yeah. that was pleasing to me because there was less predictability about what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So many different things could unfold. It was exciting, which is nice. Yeah. And... Anytime The Rock was going for the title, okay. I was a Rock fanboy. Of course. There's no getting away from that. Most people my age were stone cold. I think okay. we've kind of said it before. Yeah. But for me, I was Rock all the way. Mm-hmm. Rock or die. And this, I thought, oh, The Rock's going to win. He's got to win this because he's better than all these other guys. Right. And it I was see. quite. So you were invested. I was fully invested in this. And mm-hmm. the, the rest of the show could have been absolutely anything. I just got it for this yeah, match alone. Fair enough. And it's chaos. Oh, pure chaos. Absolute chaos. Mm-hmm. But you, thinking about it logically, it should be chaos. Uh, yeah, it would be weird if it wasn't. No, and so my take on a Hell in Cell match in general, mm-hmm. I don't like, personally, this isn't just a Hell in the Cell thing, this is any gimmicked match. Okay. I don't like a pay-per-view named after the match itself. 
okay. The only exception for that, mm-hmm. apart from Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. is Elimination Chamber. Because yes. you know that's coming just before. Yeah, so yeah. the environment is, this is your opportunity to get a headline slot okay. at WrestleMania. So you Fine. don't like the ones that are called Hell in a Cell. TLC. Like, yeah. For me, it needs to be a logical justification mm-hmm. to culminate in that type of match. Okay. We can't have any two bastards going into a Hell in a Cell match because it needs to be a finale. It needs yeah. to end something. And I think without speaking out of turn, Sasha Banks and Charlotte Flair during their rivalry, mm-hmm. one of the matches we covered, they had a Hell in the Cell match and I don't think that culminated it. Yeah. I think they had X number of matches after, after. that. What's the point of Hell yeah, in like, the Cell? Yeah, that should be the finish. Exactly. And it's the only type of, well, not the only type, but one of the few matches where I think blood is a good addition. It oh, doesn't have to be sure. copious amounts. No, but that was enough. But threaten mm-hmm. that as a because possibility. Also, to me, that would be natural. I freaking cut myself on the regular just being clumsy, let alone if I'm being thrown around in a cage. Like, yeah, well, especially with chair shots well, and exactly. everything. And You'd kind I'm, of expect it, wouldn't you, really? 100%. And I'm going to open up with the game portion oh, God, of okay. the evening. Yeah. It is, you tell me, because oh, no. I believe there mm. are five yeah. instances of blading. In this I, know, match. I knew this was going to bloody come up. And I've written down every time I'm... Oh. I'm not sound arrogant. I'm pretty sure I caught every instance where someone did it. Oh, really? Yes. Brilliant. And you knew I wouldn't have a freaking clue. No. So I want you to shout out. God. And every time you shout out... Okay, don't get me wrong. After mm. every point, you can't shout out Blade. Oh, damn because it. Because you'll, you'll get them. Oh, there'll be so many that I'll miss. But, okay, I'll give you three wrongs as well. Okay. So you're allowed to say it incorrectly three times. See how many of them and you then actually what happens? get. Game over. So we'll count your score at the end. So five is your maximum score. God. You get three wrongs. Okay. Okay. Not it doesn't refresh after every time you guess one right. Oh god. So okay. this will be uh this will be the fun game. This will the... be awful. No, I think it'll be fun. Okay. So we see the cell lower and we get the flashing lights and the ominous music. Yeah. Foreboding. I yeah. like it. Sets the scene nicely. And what do you think of this version of Triple H's music? The you know what I'd forgotten. I'd forgotten that this was his music, but actually, again, proper nostalgic. Because also back back in the day, on my little PlayStation One, mm. this was his music that yeah. it had on it, and I was like, yeah, still don't, still don't hate it. It's the uh, one tool. Is this song mm-hmm. at the start of it yes. that always makes? But and I don't think this version had it. Weirdly, I think they cut yeah. it out. But that's what makes me think of that one yeah. every time. God, Rikishi is underwhelming in this group. Mm. He was such a, pardon the term, but dead weight. Yeah. He really was in this. Because he's... Like a placekeeper kind of type thing, really. Yeah, but storyline-wise, it did kind of make sense why Uh he was in there. Because, again, to cut in some of the lines, if you weren't aware of this, he was the man that ran over Stone Cold. Mm -hmm. So Stone Cold legitimately needed timeout because of his neck so the storyline was and i believe this was in brian gerwitz's book so brian okay. gerwitz was a writer for wwe for many years uh got on really well with the rock and helped the rock with a lot of his promos oh, nice. um and brian basically said they wrote the story of stone cold getting run over just so they could get him off screen oh, they didn't have the end destination of that storyline in no. place which is mad when you think about it. They just needed to get him off telly, really. And that was the logical way they did it. But they didn't have any reason for someone mm-hmm. to do it. So, turns out it was Rikishi. We see a picture later on of Rikishi hanging out the car after he's done it. It's looking back, smiling. Rikishi originally claimed that, I did it for the rock. Oh. 
He didn't. And The Rock was like, hell no, you didn't do it for me. And then it turns out Triple H basically organised and paid Rikishi off to get the job right. done to take Stone Cold out. This then led to Triple H and Stone Cold having a feud that went on into like Rumble 2001 mm-hmm. and onwards. So that's a bit of the backstory as to okay. how Rikishi ended up in this match because he was the only one in the group who had never won the WWF title. Right. So that alone makes him stand out from yeah. the group. Granted, I think Kurt Angle had only held it once, but he's still currently still holding it, it. Yeah. So that's that's fine. Okay. Rikishi wants to get at Angle for the cheap shot on SmackDown. I actually thought that was pretty good by yeah. Rikishi. So we see Angle come in, and Rikishi's clearly like going, "I'm going," and they've got like an army of refs. Yeah, no. Standing between Kishi, and to be fair, from what I've seen, like when he gets interviewed, he seems like quite a jovial, yeah. nice guy. But when he's got a serious face on. Give the man credit. Mm-hmm. He, I wouldn't fuck with him. Absolutely not a chance. Not, no. not a chance. Undertaker with the banger of an entrance song. It's, it, I know. I've admitted this to you before. I know it's the song. I know it is. But. But there's no bike. But. He doesn't come out with a bike. It looks dumb. It looks. It looked odd. Keep rolling. And all he's doing is rolling his shoulders. That's yeah. the only thing that's rolling when he it comes out. It was a out. bit odd. It's, yeah, it's not good. But again, I agree. I like the song yeah. for him. The Rock comes out like an absolute Donny and gets a massive reaction. Of course he does. Massive reaction. And then Austin lights the fuse as the arena explodes. Yeah. Austin comes out and you just hear the... Yes. The guttural manly yeah. cheer, which is great. You don't really get that these no. days, or certainly not often, whereas Austin hit that pretty much any time he came out. Mm-hmm. Even now he gets it. He goes right for Kurt. So Kurt is the only man who hadn't walked into the, the cell to start things off. He was off he to the stood, side. Yeah, he didn't go in, did he? No, for he, ages. Was, he was gauging, I assume, what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Stone Cold just goes, oh, hell, son, goes straight for him. Yeah. They go into the cage. All kicks off. Absolutely. We notice early, do- like early doors. Well, no, early doors is fine. That they're pairing off. Yes. So it's not all six men, wild no. brawl. And also, they're taking it in turns to two are in the ring. Yeah switch it around yeah mm-hmm. so as Kurt Angle then stumbles his way into the cage mm-hmm. we've got uh, Triple H meeting Austin at the door and Austin immediately starts throwing heavy right hands yeah I put this one will be chaos yes and the amount of times I paused during this match to bring myself up to speed with I notes. had to stop just to chill for like literally about 10 seconds it's every not a now short and again. match either it's like a 40 no. plus well including entrances including it yeah it's definitely around the Actually, 40 minutes like hands to each other, probably not, but... No, it's probably close to 35, mm. maybe 30. Um, the faces all start really strong. So Taker's beating on yeah. Angle, The Rock is attacking Rikishi. Yeah. The faces got the early upper hand. Uh, the fans are chanting Rocky. Yeah. And the man himself uses a camera cable to choke Rikishi until Rikishi reverses yes. it, starts choking him. Clever. Rock clearly talking to Big Kishi in the ring. Oh, yeah. And hits a very Honestly. springy diving clothesline at the Big Simone. <laughs> And then I, that's where I said the match pattern seems to be four men on the outside, two in the ring, take it in turns. Now it's Triple H and Stone Cold's turn to come into the ring. Yes. Face buster by the game, mm-hmm. but Austin hits a Luthez press and right hands. Ooh. Do you know who Luthez is? No. So Luthez is the, again, the blueprint of what a NWA heavyweight champion was. So I've mentioned the NWA as a promotion yes. back in the day. He was of the era where he could... So the NWA focused at the time on people who had legitimate backgrounds who could actually, if they were challenged to a fight or a match with someone, could out-wrestle whoever right. was challenging them. Okay. Luthez was of that school. He was champion for a number of years, and his finishing move 
was this. Oh, so okay. it was the press jump, and they called it the Luthes Press in recognition of him. Oh, so that's where that comes nice. from. Flying knee by Triple H before he wraps Austin's legs around the ring post. Mm-hmm. And we hear Austin say, Oh, shit! As he gets hit. <laughs> Is that an impression? <laughs> yeah. That was, you heard the goddamn sign, you got yep. all this stuff. Um, I just can't do that. <coughs> oh, yeah. Well, no. That's not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Something to work on. You guys are in for a treat with all these horrendous impressions I'm going to be doing from now that I've got a green light. <laughs> a Samoan drop by the rock on angle. Triple H hits a suplex to Austin on the floor. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the smack sound of that. Yes. It, it does sound nice. It's nice, but you know it's like a, a nasty. Oh. Yeah, and I do that kind of. Yeah. It's the intake of breath. Very well, that's much what agree. you want from these matches. You don't yeah. want to watch it and be like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, like, no, I agree. Yeah. Really like this. Angle with a baseball slide drop kick sends Rikishi into the cell. Mm-hmm. And then Angle goes over to him and says, you're all right? Yeah. Before he slams his head into the steel steps. Like, we can hear. It's because the cameramen are so close to them. Uh, yeah, true. They're in there with them, aren't really, they? Really, very close. As you see close. when one or two of them get clattered out of the way. Yes. Austin levels, tri- levels Triple H with a clothesline before using the mesh as a cheese grater. Blade. One. Is that right? Yeah. Awesome. Hunter Blades. It looked good, though. Yes. Especially as he does it on every fucking wall. Not ba- not there yet. He does that <laughs> oh, later. Sorry. No, that's fine. Austin... Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, the next line I've got is Austin does a further lap, grating yeah. Triple H's face around the entire cage, and the cameramen are having to dive yeah. and duck all over the gaff. Uh, Rikishi then drops a tree trunk leg on the back of Austin's neck as he enters the ring. I thought that was good. Mm-hmm. So Austin slides under the bottom rope. Rikishi drops his big yep. old sausage meat on the back of his head. God. Triple H then hits a pedigree on Rikishi. So the alliance is definitely not a thing. Yes. But the rock prevents the three. Rock with a DDT on the game. Mm-hmm. Olympic slam on the rock. Yeah, this was like a one in, one out. One in, one out. I was like, oh my God, what is going on? Stone Cold quickly hits the stunner on angle. Chokeslam by Taker to Austin, mm-hmm. and five finishers have been hit in a row now at this point. Now they can have a little breather, though. Yes. Good pause for everyone to gather their thoughts, exactly. as much for the fans as the guys in the room. For sure. Taker sends the game into every cell wall face first. Triple H is bumping for the business. Back in the ring, Austin drops Rikishi with a clothesline. Inexplicably, then, we get Vince McMahon appearing mm. with the Stooges, mm-hmm. and they're on the bed of the wood chip truck. We saw earlier. Yes, which brought back all the memories that I thought, thought I'd forgotten. Okay, so you remember the big moment yes, from this I do. match. Okay. As soon as I saw the truck come in, I went, oh, it's this one. Yep. Yep. So they attach the door to the back of the truck. It drives off, rips it clean off its hinges. Yeah. Now the door's wide open. This, for me, took far, far too much time than I think it was meant to. Yep. Because it also detracted, because I thought nothing's going on in the ring right now. Mm-hmm. And then I looked past it and I was like, no, shit is still going on and we're not seeing it because the camera is focused on this bullshit. Well, let me do a logic check for you here. Oh, okay. And this is what I put. So Vince's logic is, I want to stop this match. Yes. By any means necessary for the safety of the wrestlers. Mm. So his solution for that is to save the wrestlers getting hurt, the proposed fix is to collapse it on them yeah. and the fans yeah. around them. Because he then, like I said, tries to attach it to the exactly. wall. Exactly. Pull the whole thing down. That'll kill a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. What? No logic. I know. No logic. Know. Annoyed sense. me. Like I said, not only putting the wrestlers in harm's everyone way, else. everyone else who's in radius of that. Mick Foley then appears and hits Briscoe and Patterson. Yeah. Mick arranges for Vince to be escorted out of the building, which I thought was a lovely little touch. Yeah. Because Vince McMahon, while he owns the company, which he is pleading his case for, as mm-hmm. he is taken away, doesn't own the arena. 
True. So in theory, Mick Foley booked the arena. Oh, yeah. Storyline-wise, so he can tell the security who to take in and out. Yep. Triple H goes to walk off. So he's just... So for someone... This is the most important thing. As he said earlier in Triple H's life, which I think is where they kind of mentioned it in the commentary, Mm -hmm. uh, he just goes to leave. Yeah. And Austin blindsides him, clothesline to the back of the head. That was very confusing. Yeah. So... You care about this more than anything in the world, but you're just going to sack it off. Well, I think he just wants to stretch his legs, to be honest. (laughs) Maybe he's claustrophobic (laughs) in Hell in the Cell. I don't know. They brawl to the... I can only call it the scrap heap. Oh, where all those cars and stuff Bassett were. motors. Yeah, yeah. It's quite a nice visual, actually, because yeah, it, it looks like post-apocalyptic, which yeah. I think is the vibe they're going for. I've completely... Triple H gets luzzed with a camera when he's up there. Yes, okay, so I do get to that. So, in fact, it's the next thing. So, as they brought to the scrap heap, Austin uses a camera and swings mm. it into Triple H, who takes it right in the knee. Doesn't he just? And then when he lands on the roof of the car, you hear the crack mm-hmm. of, I assume, the glass that was on top of there. Now, all the cars around here, unless I'm mistaken, they weren't movie theatre They were actual, like... It wasn't stunt glass. Just actual cars. Actual cars that were being used. Yes. And I think you can tell that by how some of them hit it. Yeah, some of them are heavy, like... Yep. As in, when they hit them, you kind of... They don't react for a little while because they're probably going, that fucking up. Yep. So at this point, you notice that all six men are actually outside the cell oh. now. Oh yeah, they've all come. They're all coming to yeah. the demolition derby area. Very much so. Uh, Austin sent face first through the passenger's window. Right. Is this where he starts also bleeding? Are you calling? It? Is that a question or? I've got. Oh, I've got that he starts bleeding, but blade. Fuck it. Correct. Yay! So Austin goes through the gimmick glass okay. window of mm-hmm. the the flatbed truck. Rikishi looks like he's trying to curl one out as he sat on the hood of a motor. You just see it in the background. He's just there, like, blowing out, like, brother. Blowing out of his pipe, sitting there. And I just had a visual of him sitting on the toilet. Which wasn't an image I needed, to be honest. No. But that man's whole gimmick was a lot of arse-based yeah. stuff, wasn't it? So, Rock goes for a rock bottom on top of the car, but Triple H low blows him and pedigrees. Of course. Why pedigrees the you? rock. When, yeah, no, I'm not going to say it. I don't think it's now. Okay. I could be wrong though. I think I am wrong. Take a body slams Rikishi. Blade. And... Was it a blade? Did yes. he do it? <laughs> yeah. You're three for three at the moment. That's good. I'm teaching you well. Oh, God. Take a body slams Rikishi on the hood of a car before Triple H plants Taker's face into the door panel. That sounded quite brutal, mm. actually. Slingshot by Austin sends the game face first onto the hood of the windshield of a car and he slides down, which is a very good That was very, very good. good visual, actually. Yeah. Really good. Uh, then Stone Cold tries to crush Triple H's head with a barrel. That oh, sounded yeah. horrendous. Yeah. Because when Austin actually threw it back, I thought, oh, that's I thought it was going to take him over because it like went over his head. Yeah. And you see him like stumble backwards. And I was like, is that actually heavy or is his just centre of balance just off? Well, it reminded me if you ever see those videos these days where you see the workers in like fast food restaurants throw a big bag of garbage over their shoulders oh, yeah, and, and it then completely they, yeah. planks them the other way. Uh-huh. That's what came to mind. So... It's a good job Triple H did move out of the way, because that, that would have probably killed him. Yeah. Now, I'll be honest, mm. this next bit kind of makes me laugh. So I after it's the bit that I think it is. So after Triple H narrowly avoids death, mm-hmm. The Undertaker dings the microphone off Kurt Angle's head. It was, and then and then proceeds to try and stra- like strangle him with the cable. He did. I like that. It, it was, was just funny. Donk, yeah. as you hear it. Uh, and this also I found funny. Taker has blown the arse out of his trousers. Oh, 
He's got a rip on his arse. Oh, I didn't on the notice that. Never noticed that before this no. time. And it made me laugh. Uh, then Angle kills him with a chair. Is the only Ooh. way I can describe that. Triple H climbs to the top of the cage, but mm-hmm. Austin grabs him by the trunks, and we see arse. Also, the, my point here was, well, yes, I said Stone Cold does get a handful of arse crack. However, the best way to get away from someone I always find is to climb up and onto the roof of something else that you can't really easily get down from. Yep. Logic. No, exactly. All Rather right. than do a lap of the actual yeah, cage, run into not? the crowd, anything. So we see a bit of Triple H's ass, and Holly is furiously flicking away <laughs> at the pause button to make sure her notes are up to date. <laughs> so ridiculous. Stone Cold meets the game at the top of the cell and they trade blows. Stunner yeah. to Triple H. Angle and Taker join them up there because more the merrier Why in not? this case. Why not? And Angle gets bounced off the structure. Like, like so there's the strong, thick bits of yes. metal. Angle gets bounced off that. Looks quite brutal, to be honest. Then Triple H and Austin climb down and the crowd noticeably boo. Yeah. They want to see death. Yeah. Holly. Yeah. I got that. And as they're climbing down, mm. I remember seeing this for the first time going, no. Rikishi. Oh, going up. Climbing up. Yeah. yeah. Nah. Absolutely Did not. you notice that they had to make footholds inside for him? Yes, but I, I noticed that when Undertaker went up. Yes. Because he had the, or they were there, that he obviously used one or two of them, I think. Yeah, but I believe this was actually the structure that they used. It was the same Hell in the Cell as what they used before. Mm. And so I think a lot of this stuff was from damage that was previously done. Because oh, I remember, I, I might be mistaken, but I think specifically with Shawn Michaels, I vaguely remember him trying to kick holes in right. so he could get purchased as he climbed it. Yeah. Um, so Rikishi climbs up and it's big business is about to happen. So the, cli- <laughs> the timekeeper, and fair play to him, takes three attempts to throw oh a chair God, up to yes. the Undertaker, who's also obviously I mean, said. I could not fucking do that, but no. it was funny. The crowd cheer and applause the effort involved. Uh, Taker then kills Angle with a chair. Mm-hmm. And it's a great camera angle, because the camera's in the yes, ring. Yes, it is very good, actually. And as much as we like to criticise the camera angles that we see, yeah. especially in the modern stuff, this was something that... Again, they don't really go on top of the Hell in the Cell too much these days. But certainly yeah. not like they used to, no. unless you're Shane fucking McMahon. But that was a brilliant, brilliant visual. Very good. And fair play to Kurt, because falling fat, fat back, flat back on the top of that mesh yeah. caging, that's yeah. ballsy. Right. This is where it gets a little bit ugly. Mm-hmm. Well, I say a little bit ugly. The whole thing's been pretty, pretty yeah. ugly up to this point. So Angle, after he collapses... Rikishi gets involved with Taker. Yes. Angle uses the opportunity yeah. to sneak his way down. Can't mm-hmm. say I blame him. No. <laughs> Rikishi uses the chair and drills Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Angle uses the time to climb down, as I've said. Taker hits right hands that stagger big quiche to the precipice of death. Yes. I mean, I knew this was coming anyway. And even, I mean, to be fair, it's still, I mean, could I do it? Absolutely not. Fall backwards. I'd rather... Obviously, it would hurt a lot more and be dangerous. But at least if you fall forwards, you can see where you're going. Mm-hmm. So to fall backwards, I mean, I it did annoy me because I was like, I, you, he's obviously like looking, which you have to. Mm-hmm. But then it, oh, I don't know. It's just, it's uh, still fucking impressive to just have that trust that you're actually in the right place. Undertaker grabs him by the throat. Mm-hmm. Not really a choke slam. No. Shoves him. Shoves him and yeah. Big Quiche goes for the ride. And it's a really good camera shot. Yeah. Far back in the bleachers. Yes. Looking very down. Good. And you can see the crowd 
you can sense it's coming because, as you said, Rikishi's yeah. looking back at the edge as he's going. But I think everyone in the crowd is genuinely thinking, "No, he's not going to go yeah, off." Yeah, of course. But then they think maybe the Undertaker's going to go off. So yeah. when Rikishi goes yeah. off, I do think that was actually quite a surprise yeah. for the crowd. The men in the ring just look on in shock, and that's great. Like so, you see Rikishi hit the flatbed. Commentators are going absolutely yes. insane. Yeah, and you go to Stone Cold and the Rock, and the Rock's wide-eyed yeah. stone cold stone kind of looking face stunned. was absolutely brilliant i'll be honest that made the moment for yeah. me really made the moment really so good. even the wrestlers were kind of like oh shit yeah i don't Very know good. i assumed that they knew this was yeah. going to happen obviously rikishi and undertaker knew this yeah. was going to happen i don't know they necessarily not seen like a practice run or anything maybe i don't think they did a practice no. run of it. that's one of the things you kind of have to do because i think if you do it once you could get in your own head about it oh i, I would talk myself out of it oh i wouldn't do it I'm an absolute <laughs> pussy. There's no chance I'd do that. And then finally we get to see the Rock and Stone Cold face off. So the yeah. whole match they've avoided each mm-hmm. other. And the crowd, are go- they loved want it. this. They Absolutely want this. Absolutely loved it. Do you think they're the greatest rivalry in the Attitude Era? Oh, God. I don't... There's two. I don't really know. I think I'd there's say... an argument of two. I don't know. So for me, it's either this or Stone Cold and Vince McMahon. Oh yeah, that's true. If you're talking about purely, but they're too different. Like they're different rivalries. Yeah, aren't they, it's, really. But it's the working man against the authority yes. figure, or it's the two top wrestlers of their yeah. era. Yeah, going at it. So yeah. either one has got a good shout. But I think mm-hmm. for me, every I time I imagine you being like a kid, being excited for. This. Oh, I didn't dislike Stone Cold. I only no. didn't care for him when it was against The Rock. Mm-hmm. So I always wanted Stone Cold to win, unless The Rock. Unless was The Rock's there. Yeah. And they start exchanging right hands. The crowd's eating it up. Yeah. Stunner is avoided, um, but The Rock then hits a spine buster. Mm-hmm. And I said, the crowd here are going mental. Absolutely. They just go levels and levels up. Triple H stops the people's elbow, which makes me very sad. Because right. well, I haven't seen it yet. But anyway. Oh, yeah. So Rock hits him to the floor. Of course. Angle tries to catch The Rock sleeping, but runs right into a rock bottom. Mm-hmm. I like that as well. Stone Cold saves the match just about. Mm-hmm. Stunner on The Rock. And it's my all-time favourite stunner sell, this. Yeah. Yeah, so the perfect sell of the stunner. I know Rock oversells like a bastard. Yeah, I did comment on here that I didn't. I don't think he oversold anything in this match for me. It's the best sell yeah. ever of a stunner, and I will argue anyone Fine, on that. Yeah. Stone Cold looks to stun Triple H, but gets a neck breaker instead for his troubles. Meanwhile, a bloody battered Kurt Angle... Slowly. Yeah, see, I don't remember when. When did he? Was that on top of the cage when he started bleeding? I didn't make a note of it. I don't know. You missed. Or do the you last think two. he's bladed away over there somewhere? You missed the last two. Yeah, I, I honestly stopped noting down the blood after a while. So, the you got when Rock bled. Just yes. you nearly missed it. Yeah. You got when Stone Cold bled. You got when Triple H bled. Yes. So the two that you missed were Angle and Undertaker. Yeah. So, remember. Angle was Everyone the last to bleed. Yeah. Was the last speed, and he did it on top of the cell. Okay, which would have made sense logically. It was when he got his. No one can see. It's when he got his head cracked off the, the heavy, the heavy metal yeah. bit, and you could actually see him after he'd kind of held his head. You see him throw something oh. out the way. So I think he's throwing the blade further God, through the cage. Like, where are you throwing that? Well, because you're on top of a cage. Especially seeing as you're going back down into the ring exactly. later. There's no real safe space dangerous. for it. An Undertaker yeah. bled when. Angle cracked him in the head with a chair when they're by the timekeeper's table. Oh, over there. Mm-hmm. Oh. So three of five, Holly. 
Yeah, I don't think that's too bad. No, I think that's pretty good. I think I, thought I you were got gonna... like the bloodiest one. Yeah, I think you were just going to start shouting "Blade" just randomly. And no, I did. I, my notes just everyone was bleeding at that point, apart from Rikishi, and I just lost track of Rikishi having a nice little sleep. So I got very doing the spasm. Yeah, thing every now and again. So Angle battered, bloodied, mm-hmm. but still going. Crawls his way across, mm-hmm. hand across the rock's chest. And that is how Kurt defends his title. Referee counts three. I thought that was a brilliant finish. Yes. Because I didn't see it coming. Yes. So you wouldn't have known who won this match, I assume. No. So I thought at one, I thought The Rock was going to win yeah. when he managed to... Because he had that momentum going. He really did. And then he threw off his elbow pad into the cage. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, maybe he wins this. He and hits then the rock bottom. I thought it was brilliant. He hits the rock bottom and Angle. I was like, he's going to pin Angle. Yes. He's going to win the title. Exactly. He's like, he got hit by a stunner. I went, oh, that's weird. How's he going to... As a kid, yeah. my brain's going, okay, so he's got hit by the stunner, but he's going to come yeah, back and he'll win the match. And then I was like, okay, Stone Cold's going to hit it on Triple H. Okay, oh no, Stone Cold's down. What's Angle doing? What's Angle doing? No. Yeah. No. It was no. a sneaky finish, but it worked. So, so as a kid... This made me hate Kurt Angle. Yeah, of course. I thought he was a chicken shit. Mm-hmm. And I was so angry because not only did The Rock not win the match, The Rock was the one that was pinned yeah. in the match. That makes a difference. And even then I remember thinking, why the fuck was Rikishi not the one to lose? Okay. Because he, even as a, uh, how old would I have been, 11? Mm-hmm. Going on 12? I remember thinking, Rikishi's just not on this level. Yeah. Obviously I didn't know he was going to get thrown off the yeah, exactly. top of the cage like a sack of shit. But I remember being so genuinely upset that The Rock was the one that was on the losing end of that. Yeah. And I felt like it was almost, you know, how when you... Well, it's probably more of a stereotypical guy thing. But mm-hmm. anyone who supports a team of any sport, yeah, yeah. when they're having conversation and banter with their mates mm-hmm. who prefer other teams, that was like me going in after Man United, Man United had just lost like a cup final. Yeah. Because this was... All my mates were Stone Cold fans oh, as well. So granted, he didn't win, but they knew The Rock was the one that yeah, lost. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That brings us to the end of the proceedings in the show, mm-hmm. kind of, because Angle, just about celebrating, lift the title up, mm-hmm. Stone Cold Stunner, Stone Cold's music plays. Yeah. Don't like that. I, I wouldn't have wanted The Rock to do that. No. Didn't like it. It worked for Stone Cold's character, but also I was a bit like, mm, let's let's let his music play out. Let's not have you be the kind of focus of how this finishes. Yes, and that was the issue. It wasn't mm-hmm. even that he hit the stunner. No. It was the music stopping. Yeah. Why is your music queued up? So who knew exactly. that you were going to stop? There's too many flaws in that kind of whole it procedure. Would have still really worked if they just kept Kurt Angle's music going. He does what he does and walks off. One visual that they did do well on is that they kind of showed the catastrophe and the devastation that was everywhere. Yes. All men down in all positions. Yeah. Rikishi's all obviously over the gaff, dead. Yeah. Taker's lying on top of the cell yeah. still. Triple H. He's waiting until they stop filming to get down. I'd want a ladder. Everyone, even Stone Cold, <laughs> who hit the Stone Cold Stun uh-huh. on Angle at the end, is still down, yep. lying, touching his head. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of how the show ends. It's a good visual because visual, you'd imagine that yeah. after everything they've been through, they're mm-hmm. all exhausted, they're done. What do you think of this match? Oh, I enjoyed it. I did actually enjoy it. It was just a little bit chaotic for me. But then I also think if I hadn't have been trying to take notes, I probably wouldn't have, like, not cared, because that's not true, but I wouldn't have found it as stressful as I did. Um, it does give a different perspective when you're going in for the yeah, purpose of analysis. Yeah, 100%, rather than just watching. Um, I did like it. I thought it was actually a great great way to finish. What was your match of the night? Ooh... 
That's so hard. I know what the answer is. That's so hard. I really enjoyed the four, the That's four what I thought team the tag. Was be. Really did. This was good, but it's not my match of the night because there's. I really struggle with the visual sometimes, it's, and it's gave a bit more than I needed. If I'm looking at it from a technical perspective, mm-hmm. the best one for me was probably Benoit and Billy Gunn. Yes. But for when you add the implications of everything in the spectacle of it, yeah. I can't look beyond the main event. Oh, yeah. But if I'm looking from a technical standpoint, I mean, Benoit's always got a good shout when yes, it's a technical match that he's going to do well. Um, and I like the finish of that yeah. one as well. But I'll give it to the main event. Yeah. I mean, there was... I enjoyed the main event. I enjoyed that four-team tag, whatever you call it. I enjoyed the Hardys, obviously. Like, And there were the little matches. And actually, yeah, the, the Benoit and Gun match, enjoyed that too. It yep. was just even like I said, Holly and uh, Regal. The only match yeah, that I didn't was actually not enjoy that either. The women's match I could have done without. That was the worst match yeah. for me. China and Valvinas didn't oh, even. Yeah, didn't me. mind that either. As a whole, I'll be honest, I quite enjoyed it. So a fairly consistent show. Yeah. So if you had to grade the show as Ooh, a usual scale of ten, gosh, I need to start like remembering what I say. I would actually put this for me at a seven. Okay. I think I go seven and a half. Yeah. Because I've got nostalgia towards yeah, this course. show as well. Yeah. And I think that might be... Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I think I said eight, actually, for the AEW All In. But that's a different perspective because we were there yeah, in person. Exactly. But this is probably yeah. one of the higher-end shows that I've seen. Because yeah. there was nothing, apart from the women's match. And that was over quick enough that I wasn't faced. Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't awful. No, it wasn't horrendous. But I think seven and a half yeah. for ten out of ten for me. In the uh, main event, though, I could have done with a few more people wearing a different colour, I'll be honest. Well, thankfully they all look very different, but three of them come out in black pants. Apart from Angle, they're all wearing black. Yeah. Rock's wearing black, Stone Cold's wearing black, Triple H is wearing black, Rikishi's got black on, he's got yellow as well, hasn't he? They're all very different characters and body types, so you can tell exactly who they are. Yeah, but if you're watching this... I was just a bit like, hmm, aesthetically, Angle stands out from everybody. So let's say you've been living under a rock, a rock, oh, not oh, the okay. rock. Yeah. Living under, you'd have to fight my mum for that. Um, <laughs> and you don't know who any of these people are. Yeah. That is going to be a lot to take in, yeah. isn't it? I yeah. think it, but you would assume if you're buying a WWE oh, pay-per-view, yeah. or WWF you know who pay-per-view, they are. Yeah. especially an Armageddon, not a WrestleMania exactly, or a Rumble, yeah. you know who's involved. Of course. So yeah, okay. I thought overall it was a pretty good show. Good. One of the, even though this felt like an absolute, marathon to write all the notes down we've done it in a fairly concise fashion by our usual standards just over the two hours at the moment we still need i think it's because of all that backstage shite i'll be honest because we kind of drifted they could have got rid of that and put another match in but we did segues as well we talked about the xfl we talked about vince mcmahon and his shenanigans yeah yeah oh how do you feel about laurinitis i didn't mention that oh stop because he's getting (laughs) i'm not getting involved no do i get dragged into that all right i don't read it i can't read it as I'm I said, I'd, I'd lose my social life if I end up looking at that stuff all the time. Well, good job that you mentioned social life. That's a lovely oh, little segue. If only to, that was intentional. <laughs> to talk about the, the pod socials. We've been doing yes. pretty well on oh, some of that recently. Yeah, I'm very impressed. On YouTube today, I think we crashed over 200 subscribers. Yeah, that's I know crazy. For us, given that we only started the... Well, we only started the podcast in mid-late October. Yeah. And I know that getting subscribers on youtube especially in the early days mm-hmm. is really tough because mm-hmm. you're just not you don't have the audience there to no. take in what you've got to offer and it's nice to see that i think we're safe to say we're punching above our weight in the oh, success rate of the videos the freaking lootly we've had a few that like the short specifically so uh-huh. again i've given credit a lot on the show but jamie's doing really oh well my God, yeah. on that end of stuff and we're very appreciative of it but 
Can you share the socials with, with the dear to. listeners, please? Um, so our email address remains the same. If anyone would like to uh, actually give us a show to watch, that'd be quite nice. Um, Wintwicepod at gmail.com. Uh, Insta- so Instagram, TikTok and YouTube are all the same. Win twice pod. And uh, yeah, I may, I definitely will get better at the uh, Instagram, shall we say. To be fair but, to Holly, so Holly always posts the yeah. actual shows when they go live. Mm-hmm. So my job is uploading the podcast after it's been briefly edited. I yeah. mean, fortunately, there's, to be honest, there really, really isn't a lot of no. editing. I don't met, like take out any errors. We just jabber on and that's it. Yeah, because that's the idea of it. It's not yeah. supposed to be a polished and really Thank pristine. God for that eh? well, no, but it's not a sanitised <laughs> soulless thing the whole point is it's got some of us our personalities yeah. in here um, so I'm in charge of uploading the uh, full podcast onto those platforms and that is a job you shall always have because yep. I shall not do that that's fine so Jamie obviously does a lot of the YouTube yes. stuff and TikTok as well yeah and Holly's in charge of Instagram, so I need to send you the videos. I have the cushiest job out of everybody, shall we say. And yet it was your idea. I mentioned <laughs> yeah, this it. again. Yeah, I'm that's not fair. silly. Delegating. I respect it. Thank you. So, yeah, hopefully you've all enjoyed the show. The next mm-hmm. episode um, will be, I think, it's being recorded on Sunday. Yes, So All Being is. Well should be uploaded the same day. Mm. And we are back on the... We're back marching through. March through the mania. So we'll be covering WrestleMania too. I have to ask... Is my man there? I haven't listened. I haven't oh. watched it yet. I've seen it in the past, oh. and I wouldn't want to bet he's not in the same capacity oh, no. that he was. But I'm sure. Oh, there'll be someone else I'll latch on. I'm, sure I'm sure vocally he might make a couple of appearances oh, really? on okay. the night. Well, certainly from me, if yes, nothing else. I was going to say. Um, but yeah, so back on the March of the Mania for the next okay. episode, and then it's your choice Isn't thereafter. Yeah. So. Hopefully you've all had a lovely time listening to this. Hopefully you enjoyed it so much, in fact, that you'll go and like us on the socials and subscribe, etc. All of them. Give it a smash, guys. Smash that like button. Fucking people. Who are you? Honestly, I've changed. I've changed in my old age. But yeah, thank you very much for listening, guys, and we will catch you all on the next one. Bye. Peace.